Where is it? Man, well, we're live there now, we go. man. There Chill. we go. It started before we even knew. We're eight seconds in already. What the hell? It's taking too long. I know. Look, still zero. We are at zero right now, but we're waiting. Up, oh, we have one. All right, we got to get it's to three. It's coming. It's right, coming. Three is coming because guess what? Today, kids, we have very, very special guests. And I'm not talking small bus special. They're actually special people. And they are great musicians, and they're a great band called Fuzzbubble, also known as Cult Stars from Mars. Once in a while, they're known as uh, Regina Spectre. But um, either way, uh, we'll be All talking right. with those guys in a second. <laughs> but before we, before we get to that, we have to get to the damn intro. So somebody called two other people. See, now we're back to zero again. What the hell? Why isn't, why isn't your mom watching? It's her birthday. Happy birthday to my oh, mom. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Ms. Morocco. It's a big happy one, too. Happy birthday to you. What, 12? Yeah. No, that's me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm not your IQ or your shoe yeah, right? size. <laughs> no, I won't say that. Accurate age, not your shoe size. Yes. I won't say how old she is, but it is her birthday. Does it rhyme with mixty? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? in in honor of in honor of your mom, I may forego the uh, the three uh, three person thing, just because we want to get going. We want to get the we want Jay uh, from Fuzzbubble has a hard stop at eight p.m. Uh, California time. So all right, make sure so let's get moving. Go, go pick up a hurricane. So you know what? I am breaking <laughs> the rules today, and uh, I'm going to start the intro with less than three people. This is a banner event, ladies and gentlemen. We're breaking our own rules. We're going to make this happen. Ladies and gentlemen, the intro. Covered to Covered is a podcast that features two idiots talking about music at length, and occasionally a dog does make an appearance. There will also be special guests from time to time that will show up, and they will be smarter than the hosts. And the hosts will give their opinions. By the way, they are exactly that. Opinions. They are not truths, they are not fallacies, and they do not reflect the views or opinions of their employers or those they employ. So with that, just enjoy the damn show. All right, so I screwed up. Why? Because you used the wrong I intro. No, no, I used the right intro, but I, I made it September twenty eighth. Ah. <laughs> it's not the twenty eighth. <laughs> it's twenty eight st. So yeah, September twenty eighth. All right, cool. Well, you're inventing I months. Don't know. I, yes, I'm, inv I'm inventing days of the month. Feb today thirty second. Uh, great. Well. Welcome to Cover to Covered. My name is Mike Venezia. This is Nick Morocco. Nick, what store do you own, sir? Rock City Music Company. And where can we find you? RockCityMusicCo.com. Unless you're local in the Detroit area, you can find us at Five Mile in Farmington in Livonia. And, and, and what brand announcement did you have today? Exciting news from Rock City Music Company. We are the Southeast Michigan exclusive Reverend Guitars dealer. 
after a very after a very long wait. But it was yeah, how worth long, it. How long did the other guy have that? How many decades? Twenty five years. Twenty from the beginning, from the inception of Reverend, right? It's it started in his in his back room. Joe Naylor oh, was building go. the guitars in his back room, so they had a gentleman's agreement. Um, until he decided he was okay with somebody else getting it or retired, which is that's what he did. He Joe, the great Joe of Joe's music, retired and is passing the Reverend torch to me, which is nice. awesome. Well, congratulations. Best of luck with that. Reverend makes great guitars. Um, and uh, and I'm sure you you guys, uh, guys and gals out there that play guitar know that. We don't have to mention that. You guys are going to really enjoy visiting the store and seeing that wall of guitars at this point. Yes, sir. Yes, yes. I have breaking news. I've just been texted. Uh, apparently, Coolio has died. What? I don't know if this is confirmed. It, it came from a reliable source. I mean, well, let's say, well, we may have to stop the show early. Yeah, in in remembrance I, I, of Coolio. I'm going to have to, you know. Hang on, I'm looking know. this up because this is important. Because really, yeah, he's spent, dead. He's Coolio, dead. Coolio, Coolio is, is dead. dead. Breaking news on cover to cover. Oh, my God. You're hearing it here second. Coolio is dead. I couldn't even I, tell you first. I, uh, wow. I'm, I'm in shock. I'm you know, in, I spent. I literally spent most of my life living in a gangster's paradise, and now I don't know what to do with myself. It's, Dude, you know, can't, you're not going to be able to go on a fantastic voyage, that's for sure. I will not. It's amazing. You know, but here's the <laughs> Put Cole McCartney's <laughs> comment up. Oh, God. What? <laughs> he took a fantastic voyage to the afterlife. <laughs> wow, that's horrible. Oh, my God. That is terrible. All right, look, we are, we are being mean coolio actually is kind of an institution uh funny coolio story uh are you familiar with wayne static from static x of course was, yeah wayne had very tall hair he looked like the slim jim guy right yeah so <laughs> wayne was driving in la it was obviously before he passed away otherwise he wouldn't be driving um if so it'd be very dangerous but um he was driving he was stopped at a light and coolio pulls up next to him now we know what kind of hair coolio had yes right? some of the best some of the best, all those little kind of braids sticking out like antennae coming out of his head. He looked over at Wayne and goes, dude, what the fuck's up with that hair? <laughs> That's incredible. It's, I mean, come on. Hello, pot. Meet kettle. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, that's my that's the only Coolio star I have, but. I do have the Cooking with Coolio cookbook, and that's gonna. You should buy it right now. Go on Amazon, buy it right now. It's about gonna to be, be three hundred dollars. They're gonna be three hundred dollars each, exactly. And it's one of the. It's the funniest because you got to read it in Coolio's voice, and there's like he like there's cursing on every other page. Like take two motherfucking cups of flour. It's like hysterical. <laughs> it's nuts. Anyway, slide, slide, slippity slide. Exactly, there's stuff like that going on. All right, I'm going to try to keep the cursing a little bit less this week. Uh, Sorry, we do have special guests, so it's not going well so far. But anyway, so um, today we do we're going to do a power pop roundup, and we're going to do it with a band called Fuzz Bubble that are waiting just below us here on screen. Uh, they're going to be coming in shortly, but uh, just want to talk about a couple of things really quick. Nick, um, let's get into what's coming out on Friday. What what releases did you want to highlight for this Friday? So I got three for everybody. Um, one one thing I'm really looking forward to the full show of Alice Cooper, what they're calling live from the Astro Turf. This was recorded in 2015 at Good Records in I believe Texas. 
Um, it's been issued. There's been a couple tunes on uh, seven inches for record store day, but this is the first time you're getting the full show. Um, and it's uh, available on glow in the dark vinyl or apricot vinyl from your indie retailers. And they both come with a copy of the, of the uh, documentary about how this happened, as well as the performance on DVD come with the vinyl. If you want a Blu-ray, you got to get the CD. Okay. There you That's go. how they get you. But great show. All the original Alice band, except uh, Glenn Buxton, of course, who, who is passed away. Uh, Ryan Roxy of Alice Cooper's current band, who we'll be talking about in a little bit. Um, yep. Steps and in for Glenn Buxton. And he was recently shopping at your store, from what I remember, right? Yes. He came in, he bought, he bought his own record. Yes. Well, he posed with it. He posed with it. He didn't oh, purchase he it. it. <laughs> but uh, Scotty, uh, Scotty, the manager at Rock City, put those put that record out. Roxy seventy seven Amerisweet. So, but yes, he steps in for Glenn Buxton. It's a great performance, and uh, everybody's looking forward to it coming out. So that's awesome. Um, the new album from Slipknot, which is called The End So Far, is released mm-hmm. on Friday. Indie exclusive is a yellow vinyl. There's a couple other variants. Of course, yep. the regular black vinyl. And of Mike, I'm sure we're going to talk about this today, but the official release date of something you and I are very excited about, Jellyfish, When Memories Fade, 7-inch box set. It's got a book. It's got seven 7-inches, seven 3D glasses. There it is. <laughs> I haven't gotten mine yet. I have not gotten mine yet. And you got the black vinyl, right? Or did you wind up with the colored vinyl? I've got a colored coming from um, the UK from a friend of mine who was nice Listen, enough to order me one. Don't be racist. Don't call it Oh, me. that's not nice. Don't say that. That's wrong. But I also have uh, the regular edition uh, coming tomorrow because I'll be getting it through our supplier. But Nice. But it's coming it, out officially in the U.S. now. Tomorrow. That's great. Or Friday, I'm sorry. Yeah, this thing is, I, I only opened it, like, I took the shrink off it, and that was it. Like, I haven't even, like, looked at the records, but, I mean, like, this is what you're getting in here. You're getting seven, seven inches, all of them, different color vinyl, all the singles from Jellyfish throughout the years. This one happens to be The King is Half Undressed and Calling Sarah's on the B-side. Uh, what else do they have? It's uh... There's a couple in there that those those B-sides are exclusive to that box if you exactly, want them on vinyl. Yeah. Uh, baby, uh, baby's coming back, and all I want is everything. Uh, now she knows she's wrong, and bed spring kiss, and the B side is she still loves him, and baby's coming back again. Um, I want to stay home and jet. There you go, jet's one of them. That's one of them, and the ghost at number one. B side is all is forgiven. Uh, new mistake, and he's my best friend. And uh, uh, the last one is uh, uh, no matter what by Badfinger cover, a Badfinger cover. Along with uh, uh, B-side is Think About Your Troubles. So this is a pretty, uh, when it came in uh, via FedEx, when I got it the other day, I was like, holy crap, this thing is massively heavy. Uh, It's done well. Good. It's done really well. And the book is nice and and the poster is awesome and the 3D glasses are cool. And uh, I'm afraid to even play the records because (laughs) this thing is so awesome. Shout out to uh, my friend Pablo who helped put that set together. He is the biggest jellyfish fan on the planet and that's coming from somebody who also believes they're the biggest jellyfish fan on the planet he helped assemble that set uh, let the company that put that out use all of his collectibles to photograph for what you see in the book there and he almost lost all of his shit the post office over there lost it and luckily he somebody that worked at an auction house came across it and got it back for him insane story we should have him on here but um it, it, it shout out that he was involved in that because I know it, it means a lot to him and it's so great that one of us was part of the making of that set. 
That's pretty awesome. That's great. And last thing, uh, Think About Your Troubles was the last thing they ever recorded. There you go. Cover of, uh, I think it's a Harry Nielsen song, and it's yeah. just Roger and Andy. And anything else, or was that was that all of them? That was all of them, right? That's that's all of them. That's the Those are my yeah. three highlights, yeah. There's, awesome. of course, cool. other stuff coming out, but... Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about it here. Normally we talk about what we listen to, but I'm not listening to anything yet. Cause I'm waiting to delve into this. So, but, uh, I'm, I mean, I was listening I have, to a lot of music last night. I'll tell you that. Yes. Um, yes. I, I just, before, cause I want to hear about this. Mm-hmm. I have to spotlight one thing I've been listening to. It came that? out on record store day this past April. It is a cover record or a covers record by the great Udo Dirk Schneider from except <laughs> This is unbelievable. You have not lived until you've heard Udo sing My Way by Frank Sinatra. <laughs> well, I'm sure we're going to line up for that one. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm down like a clown in pound town. It's exactly uh, how you think it would be, <laughs> just so bad, you know. Huh? It's that bad? <laughs> he, he, there's also a cover of The Stroke, Billy Squire, uh, uh, Nutbush City Limits, uh, Ike and Tina Turner. That's oh another, he's really turning that one on its head. Yeah, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing Jim in the preview and he's just like biting his hand like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> it's pretty amazing. If you have a chance to pick up a copy, do yourself a favor because you will not be sorry. Why don't you do me a favor and send one for nothing because I really don't want to spend money on that. <laughs> that would be that would be okay. If I it will be your new favorite you. thing. Will it? Yes. Will it? It'll be my new mistake. Yes. <laughs> um, well, you know, we'll get. Uh, <laughs> are we going to get to the sound effects already? Is that where we're at? I don't know. Are we? I raise you one. There we go. So uh, the farts are in. The farts are in play. Yeah, there we go. All right. So um, I'm not going to go on too much about the Taylor Hawkins show right now. We should recap it in full as I fully digest probably next week. But I got to say. It was an unbelievable experience being able to sit there in the forum with such great energy. And it was a lot of sadness, but there was a lot of glory in there, too, and a lot of celebration. And um, it was I watched the whole Wembley show. Yeah, me too. I wasn't there, but I watched the whole thing. And then I saw this. This show knocked Wembley out of the park. No way. Yeah, it did. 100%. It was great. It was unbelievable. Start to finish. Um, I guess maybe because some more of the acts are more up my alley, but some that I just was not expecting, like Def Leppard, Motley Crue, uh, uh, Roger Manning, Roger Joseph Manning Jr. Uh, you know, just uh, all these other people are just popping in there randomly, like Pink singing Queen, uh, Alanis Morissette singing You Ought to Know and knocking it out of the park with Chad Smith on drums, uh, seeing Rush. I mean, come on. There you go. But, yeah. but Rush with Dave Grohl, Chad Smith and Danny Carey playing one song with each of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just th- thinking about highlights. They do the same three songs they did at Wembley? Same three songs, yeah. Okay. Dave did uh, 2112 Overture. Um, Chad did Working Man. And Danny Carey did YYZ. And uh, That they, would make sense. And they called it YYZ, so we know it's real. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and. Josh, Josh Homme, Homie, Hom, Josh, and them Cricket Vultures, once again, played Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. He redeemed himself. He did okay. better. Was it well, great? I, mean, it, I don't think he could have done much any worse. worse. Yeah, yeah right. that was awful. 
but he redeemed himself. So he did better on that one. And then like Elliot Easton from the cars was there and Josh sang with them too. That makes sense. That's awesome. That was great. I mean, he, he, they did shake it up and they did uh, just what I needed. And it was, it. it was, oh, it was fantastic. And then like randomly in the middle of like Chevy metal set, uh, Mark King from level 42 came out and played something about you. It was just, it was just all over the place as far as musical stylings, you know, and it was just chills from start to finish. It was a six hour show. It started at seven and finished at 1 a.m. And uh, and by the time I got home, it was like 3.30 and I went to work at 8.30. I was wiped <laughs> out. So I don't know how I'm upright right now. But we'll get into more of that next week. Just know that it was pretty awesome. And I'll dive deeper into it next week. I just want to ask. Oh, yeah. Since you witnessed it in person. Yep. Is Rufus Taylor the next drummer for the Foo Fighters? It sure seemed like it. it I sure hope so. It like it um he played he played with the foos again too Stuart copeland played too i forgot about that one uh, oh fuck yeah that's awesome <laughs> i mean just everybody was there at this show it was so great uh but yeah rufus uh, he played um best of you and when he was done just the emotion like he broke down behind the kit and just started openly weeping when he was done he played so hard and he just put his heart into it it was like you could feel it yeah, you, know, you could feel it. It was it was great. It was a really great night, and uh, I know that they've recorded it. It wasn't live streaming, but it'll be out there, and you'll all see it. I mean, it's totally, totally fantastic. So, um, but without further ado, I kind of want to get right into our special guests, not keep them waiting any longer. Want to get into our power pop roundup? We want to talk about the band itself, and they're reuniting, uh, doing some shows in the uh, East Coast, New York area. Um, but before we do that, let's show you a little bit about what they do. Here's a little sample of Fuzzbubble. Wait, I think I got that wrong. <laughs> That's uh, one of my I may, favorite I may videos. Have, I may have gotten that one wrong. But that, that was the drummer. Um, well, it was a drummer in another country. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll play about 30 seconds of this, and then we'll introduce these guys in. just going to tease you with that for now it's awesome but now i am bringing you mark DiCarlo, hey. jason camiolo and jim bocci we got all the paisan here everybody's name here ends in a vowel hey. we like this hey, hey. we're over here now it's baki well not to me baki all right fine baki either like way it ends with an i rhymes with hockey wait i don't know I don't want to belabor this, but but just to go back to the beginning for one second, Nick, happy birthday to your mom. Thank you. It's also my mother's birthday. Wow. Yeah. So when you said that, I was like, wow, it's crazy. So happy That's birthday amazing. to both of our moms. Absolutely. Happy birthday to everybody's mom whose name is the vowel. Isn't that nice? No, but That's really. a lovely thing. That's and amazing. Sorry, and, and you know what? And I am sorry to hear about Coolio. He was yeah. Coolio. That's I mean, it's not... It wasn't, you know, it wasn't my thing, but, you know, rest in peace. Well, you yes. never want to hear about anybody prematurely losing their life. 
No. So. So, hearts go out to the Coolio family. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that I'm, just sounded I'm not really funny, that. though. No, I, I don't know how else to say it. I don't know his real name. So, anyway, moving on. Uh, thank you all for being here. Really appreciate it. Great to see you all again. Uh, yeah, and, and Conchetta just said this. All the Italians are here. Hey. Hey. So we're good with that. Uh, so, hey, we're going to talk like this for the rest of the show. And then we're gonna hey, it's right here, all right? Yeah, it's, I'm over here. You want some gabagool? <laughs> gabagool. So, um, Jim. Jim, Jim, Jim. You started this whole thing, didn't you? Uh, yeah, well, me and, I started it with Mark, really. Me and Mark started this together a long time ago. So, yeah, it was... Kind of my idea was a, it was a recording project because I was going to a recording school and they said, you need to do a recording for your final uh, exam or whatever. And uh, my friend Kevin, who was the original drummer who played on the original demos, um, had a studio. So I said, hey, can I do my re- my recording project at your studio? Because I was assisting there. And I said, sure, come on in. And so I wrote the three songs, and me and Mark went in there, and I played the guitars and bass, and Mark played the guitars and sang, and Kevin played the drums and recorded it and mixed it and turned it in, and that just decided to call it Fuzz Bubble because I thought it sounded funny, you know. So, <laughs> Well, it, it does. And, in fact, we have a, we have a quote from, from Mark Garney right here. It's just fun to say fuzz bubble, don't you think? <laughs> and I don't what disagree. I, well, I don't know. What I always told people was uh, fuzzy guitars and bubblegum pop music and stuff. <sighs> you know, that's what I always That's told kind people. of the idea. It was yeah. it was really yeah. because at that time all of those indie rock band names, you know, Super Chunk, Gas yeah. Huffer, and I'm like I was just kind of trying <laughs> to be with the times and just be silly cuz all those names to me are really silly, but it's like Okay, you know, it was uh, yeah, super drag, that, even though that was super, a good record, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, there was a lot of silly band names, you know, in the punk magazines and stuff like that. So I was like, and yeah, like Mark said, it did it did correlate with the sound. So, Ario Speed Dealer, right? Ario Speed Dealer, exactly. <laughs> Who had to remove the Ario, yeah, <laughs> because of a season desist order, yeah, just became a speed dealer. But yeah, well, you know what, right you wouldn't want to confuse mind. the market. No, of yeah, course. Yeah. I mean, you know, you could see how that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, so Mark, you know, you and Jim started this whole thing. Jim had the idea, as he was saying, recorded, brought you in. Um, you know, where did you and Jim hook up initially? How did you guys wind up getting together in the first place? Um, just Long Long Island bands. I, I saw him in a band called One Groovy Coconut, and. Um, I, I was, we played a show together. I was in a, another band called Po' Boy Swing. We played a show. Um, we started talking at the end, you know, at, uh, after the show. And, you know, we had a lot of the same musical interests and stuff and with Beatles and Cheap Trick and all that, you know, pop stuff and uh, and Jellyfish and, you know, everything. And that's how, that's how we met. It was probably 93 or four, right? Something I think like a little that. earlier than that because, uh, Hoboy and Coconuts played together a lot. 93, 94 is kind of when it tail ended when you were in the Coconuts around 94. That was the last when he Mark eventually joined the band. I, I guess you're right. Yeah, maybe like 92. I don't know. Yeah. yeah you, usually like I'm better that. with the dates and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's how yeah, that's how we met. 
Yeah. We and that's how I, I knew Jay through you know bands. That's how we all met. Just through just you know everyone was in a band, and I'm like, all right, this guy's you know, I like this guy. I like this what this guy's doing. You know, yeah. Now, obviously, we had talked before. We've we've done one of these before. If right. anybody is uh, familiar with 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 my material, and uh, we you know we're all uh, truth be told me and the rest of the guys that are not named Nick are all from Long Island originally and uh, all ran sort of in the same circles, but without really know, like I didn't know them. They didn't know me, but I worked with bands that they played with or hated Jim or something like that. Uh, <laughs> Probably hated you. A lot you. of bands. <laughs> um, but either way, there was a place that brought all of these bands together called the Raven. And we brought that up before, which was like basically a warehouse that some guys had rented out and built a stage and put in a PA and you'd come and bring a cooler, a beer or whatever you want to drink. You pay 10 bucks and you watch bands play. And one groovy coconut played there and po boy swing played there. And Jay, I believe at one point you were in a band that played there called the plums. I don't know if you were in the plums when they played there, but you were in the plums at one point, right? Yeah. So Brett and I, the bass player um, of fuzz bubble, who unfortunately we lost, a year ago he passed away um but brett and i were in a band together called the plums and as jimmy mentioned in the beginning it was um, a recording project that he was putting together um to demo his uh skills as a producer and an engineer and so he got mark who he knew from long island from one groovy coconut and po' boy swing so will you sing on this stuff uh, that ended up becoming an ep that was going to be released on royalty records guy named kevin kelly played drums on it he also owned a studio that those guys worked at together with and um jimmy went back to la with his demo of this fuzz bubble material and he got you know rave reviews so he thought he maybe should put together a band and actually you know pursue that kevin i think was having his first child at the time he wasn't really ready to move and so those two guys jimmy and mark were like we need to complete this band so we need a bass player and a drummer and uh, like Mark said, we knew each other from, you know, the scene. I kind of knew Jimmy. I knew all these bands. And uh, there was also some rumblings that Brett and I weren't super happy in the plums. So they approached us and said, well, you we'll take. Uh... Yeah. When I say rumblings, like, yeah, two people knew. <laughs> and they told these two people. And so, yeah. And so on. And so on. Exactly. Make the squares so go. <laughs> And so anyway, so yeah, so uh, uh, we got together, we had a conversation, we did a little bit of a rehearsal slash audition, and uh, in February of 96, Mark, myself, and Brett agreed to move to Los Angeles with Jimmy, who was already there, and we said, well, we'll start this thing and make it like a real band. Nice. Yeah. Now, how long after that... Did you guys wind up getting signed? Very shortly. Less than a year, right? Yeah. The actual I, signing probably took a little longer, but that's the, true. Hey, we're going to sign you and the courtship to start the paperwork. Right. The now, courtship started in less than a year. Now, it's very important to note whose label you signed to. So, who wants to take that one? <laughs> no one's really willing to admit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Was just it kidding. Coolio? 
Yeah. No, close. Close. <laughs> um, bad, so, yeah, bad, boy rec- bad Boy Records. Um, it was September of 96. Sean Puffy Combs, we knew of him through, you know, he wasn't a, a star as of yet, but we knew of him through, you know, he was on the cover of Vibe magazine and, um, and you know, he, he wasn't all that big of an artist, a star at that point, but he, you know, was, was interested. Yeah. So it but was he, Bad he Boy. Would- yeah. He was famous for kind of being like a you know a record mogul and having like a you know yeah, it's, golden it's touch. A, he was behind sorry, Notorious B.I.G. Exactly. Yeah. 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 B.I.G. was still alive and yep. you know. And then shortly ass. after that, he took off. You know, yeah. MTV yes. just you know just skyrocketed to fame after that. But crazy, you guys, yeah. you guys have the the um, uh, the infamous title of being the only rock band that he ever actually signed. Would that be correct? Yeah, that is correct. So being that that was the case, you know, and just to kind of fast forward a little bit, you guys get signed and then he starts using you for different projects. So like, give me some of the highlights. Give me Nick, some of the highlights and some of the people that aren't familiar with your material. What were some of the highlights of that, that span of time being on bad boy records? Oh, he was there. Roger was there. <laughs> Roger was just like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, uh, there were a, a number of pretty uh, surreal experiences, but uh, a couple of the things were. Um, what was the, Jay, what was the first highlight? Yeah, I was going to say. So the first thing probably. I, is I think like it was be, Benjamin's, right? Yes. Yeah, being in the video uh, for all of and, and on, and and on guys, the track. And on the track. Yeah, yeah, on the track. Yeah. yeah. So the whole thing is, <clears throat> right. Uh, bad boy and puffy you know he had this kind of like a uh, system if you will that they did with all the artists where they were trying to like cross pollinate people on the label and um you know so they did that with like Lil kim and mace the locks um all these other hip-hop artists in the stable and then when he signed the rock band us he wanted to do the same thing but it wasn't always like as obvious as a a crossover for us because we weren't re- we were a power pop band. Yeah, yeah. That's why we're here today. Um, so you know, you would have at the time if you think about the the era, you know, there were bands like Corn, Limp Biscuit, stuff like that. Uh, even some of the like Chili Peppers, of course, been around forever. But you could have made a, a a clearer you know match of like, oh, these guys could be a crossover type thing, like uh, Lincoln Park, something like that. But we were pretty much, you know, into like you said, Chip, Cheap Trick, Red Cross, Beatles. And probably the closest you know. thing you could attach us to was, uh, you know, Foo Fighters record to come out in '95. So, right. Yeah, that was, you know, the closest thing that, you know, if they had any, you know, sense, you know, well, let's get them on a tour with the Foo Fighters and uh, right. And you know, but uh, that would have been the, the smart thing to do. That would have been the smart if they had any <laughs> but, brains and stuff. But um, I think smart happened. happened. It sounds like it sounds like they, there wasn't a lot of uh, a lot of uh, smartness getting thrown around. No, from, well, they, I mean, know, from what I mean, I'm picking up on, because my close. first my first exposure to you guys, I I was a young kid and had that the South Park Chef Aid album oh that you guys are on, and jimmy and it's like yeah well that that's what i was gonna say i i put in my notes here it was such an odd pairing on the track that you guys are 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 credited on because you have ozzy dmx old dirty bastard and the crystal method right yeah with you guys which which right there is it's so typical of the at that time of the uh, of the rap 
um, produces is to just attach this guy to the, it, it was just, that was just so typical. Yes. To, yes. To, yes. You know, yeah. the, you know, there's no, you know. The, but in just, truth, I mean, it was, it worked for, you know, like, like-minded artists right so yeah it, it, yeah it wasn't it wasn't a really uh you know it wasn't really great but all about the benjamins was you know that the rock remix of that would you know that, that was awesome because because john eaton the a&r guy did call dave Grohl. dave Grohl played drums on the rock remix Rob he, wrote, he wrote a piece of the music wrote a that piece, right wrote the a way piece that of the music. record worked where it, john eaton said asked everybody to write their own rock remix of the song and then he took all the everybody's that he liked Right. And they edited it together. So, like, the, the portion at the end of it is Dave Grohl. The, the right. main bed of the song is Tommy Stinson from The Replacements. Replacements. Right, right. And then Rob that's Zombie right. came on and went, yeah, whatever he did. And, <laughs> and, and that's Mark, where Mike came in. And, and Mark basically <laughs> sang uh, along with Dave Grohl and Tommy Stinson, all about the Benjamins. You could hear him in there. And I played some guitar in there. And they just made a – it was a – it was a stew pot of different stuff, you know. So it's very it was interesting successful. how that worked. It was know? successful and it won it uh, the VMA video, uh, video viewers, viewers choice, choice award on MTV that year, and uh, we technically received an, uh, a Moon Man. Oh, nice! There it is. There it is. Yeah, Woo! a real Moon Man. That's awesome. A real Moon Man. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> so, um, and then this, with the success of that track, uh, we ended up. Uh, playing it live a few times so all four of us in the band again brett being the original bass player and the three of us here we played it with uh slash uh no i'm sorry we played at uh hammerstein ballroom for the nba all-star bash right that was the first that one was, yeah that was and live us, on mtv we no, it, yeah. like li as live as this no is. pressure right yeah, it was crazy <laughs> yeah. we did that with lil kim and the locks and puff daddy and then jimmy Later on in the year, unfortunately, Jimmy was like, you were mixing something or you had to be somewhere else. And I was Brett, just home. I don't remember. Um, but Brett, myself, and Mark, uh, we got to play that track uh, with Slash at Giant Stadium for the uh, Net Aid in October of October 9th. It was my birthday, actually. Was it? Yep. That's wow. right. Yeah. And John Lennon's birthday, too. Yeah. So, yeah, so those were pretty amazing things. And then, you know, the, we had a single included on the uh, soundtrack to Godzilla, uh, which was, you know, had a lot of great people on that soundtrack. Oh, we, also, we also got to play. We were on the Keenan Arby Wayans show out in California. Oh, also. yeah. yeah that was a lot of fun, actually. Oh, that's awesome. With yeah. Mike Tyson. Tyson was on the show. All the Mike Tyson was on the show. It was right after he bit Holy Holyfield's ear off. So yeah. we were all just like, I ain't going near that side of the stage yeah. at all. Yeah, I love right. this damn fuzz bubble. I love this fuzz bubble. They're fuzz, so yeah. good. fuzz bubble. It's, they're so good. I love that song, Bliss. <laughs> Bliss. Yeah, he, he liked that. Yeah, yeah. They're all super So, strong. you know, yeah, it was it was a weird match. and the, But the important thing, you know, especially Nick, like you said, you were kind of younger when it was all going on. So just real quick, an important distinction to make about why things, you know, got even weirder than they might have been if this didn't happen, you know, when, when we were signed again, Puff Daddy was like a, a businessman, a mogul an executive and he, and he was on fire. So he was like, I, I want to produce a rock record. I want to produce a rock band. And in between us, you know, actually signing our deal, but, but, you know, just talking with him, 
um, Notorious B.I.G. was killed. And when that happens, obviously, it, you know, it's insane on so many levels, personally yeah. and professionally for them. And then when things even start to come back together, Puffy puts out the tribute, I'll be missing you with the every breath you take sample. And that just takes off like bigger than anything else or as big. And he realizes, well, I guess like I'm, I'm the artist, the biggest artist on the label now. Right. And so that's kind of the beginning of the end for us in the sense that like we were still doing things and we made a record and, you know, a lot of stuff happened and he would include us on stuff. But honestly, we were, you know, we were on a checklist of 50 things he was doing. Uh -huh. and we were probably somewhere but below 45 on yeah. that list. So, you know, and then ultimately we asked to be let out of our deal because it was just, it was just sitting forever. Yeah, it, was it wasn't torture. going anywhere. Right. So you we guys were able to get back. And everything. Yeah. And you guys got that record back though, right? Like you were able to, to get the master. Well, we own the songs, you know, Jimmy yeah. owns the songs. So, which yeah. is most important. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, you could find those songs on Apple music, right? Uh, you could yeah. find them. You could find it on Spotify. In fact, you Band have a Camp. few uh, band camp. You could find a few different, a uh, few different albums that you actually have out. So Jim, why don't you tell us like what you actually have out that's available for people to listen to currently as far as Fuzzbubble goes. So, okay. So yeah, we, when we got out of that situation, uh, you know, we did try to shop for deals and oddly enough, even though we were on a multi platinum selling soundtrack and had an MTV award with our name attached to it, no record label would touch us. Like we tried to get a deal. Everyone was just like, and it seems so dumb. I mean, that whole, all of that stuff that we did was, you know, what they referred to us as setup. Well, we're setting up the record. So just basically putting your name out there on different things that, and they were all big, really big things. You know, our name was on MTV while we were making the record, we turn on MTV and there's, a, you know, the, the video with our name on it. And it was like, holy shit, you know, what's happening. Um, so, yeah. So afterwards he just said, well, if you know, you guys see if you can go get another deal for the record, if not, you know, do what you got to do. So I took to got to do as well. I'm going to do what I got to do. So I put the record out myself. I said, you know, it, it, it it's going to have to sell a lot of records before anybody comes in and starts questioning it. We, I wanted people to hear that record because I was really proud of it and, we made it with Mike Clink and Jack Joseph Puig mixed it. And yeah, which is amazing. The credits it, alone on, on both of those. Yeah. So I was like, there's no way in hell that record's going to sit on a shelf at Bad Boy and never get heard. I don't care what happens. So I put the record out. You know, I just made CDs and, and, and put them out. And we still have uh, some. And, you know, the rest of it just went up. You know, we put it up all digitally. And then everything else we recorded, a lot, most of what uh, what we did beside that, the original, some of the original demos, uh, the outtakes from the record that we didn't put on the record. We made the record 10 songs. We said, let's just keep it, you know, people were putting, you know, 16 songs on records and we were just like, let's just do 10. Let's just keep it, keep it tight, you know. So we, uh, a pop, power pop label called Not Lame Records, uh, I contacted him and I said, Hey, I'm putting, I want to put this together, this record. I got a bunch of stuff. And so that's called uh, demos, outtakes and rarities. So it's basically a lot of the other material, not all of it, but a lot of it. 
and that's about 16 songs and you know we have some cd stock left of that and then of course that's available digitally and we had a, a label in japan that put out the the debut album with all the demo versions so that's like a bonus uh a, a label called wizard and vinyl and they put out a seven inch with a couple songs on it so we did get a bunch of stuff released we got a we did a split seven inch with uh, my other band Teen machine um, for a label in Germany called screaming apple as a garage label. And one other record we did with a band called gigantor from Germany. We did a cover of uh, let me know by, by kiss and they did American girl. We did a, a split seven inch and that's pretty much all the releases. There were a couple things on some like, a video game soundtrack, I think. Uh, I know like the Super Suckers were on it and a bunch of other people. Um, and then, of course, there were a couple of Bad Boy singles. But there's a lot of stuff randomly floating around. But our releases are the, you know, the Fuzz Bubble album and uh, demos, outtakes, and rarities. So that's, the, that's what's available now. So. so make sure that, you know, anybody who's watching and is not familiar with the material or slightly familiar with the material, make sure you check all that out because the deep dive on Fuzzbubble is really enjoyable. I mean, these guys, and look, I, you know, I, I've known you. Jay for 20-something years at this point, mm -hmm. and, it's not, and I know the other guys as well, more in a cursory fashion. Jim hates me, but, you know, there's that. <laughs> uh, but, um, <laughs> Why are you creating drama? I'm not. Because that's what Mike does. Yeah. Drama sells. Drama's good. Ah, there, you, there you go. Right? We'll instantly that's go to true. six more subscribers. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> But the, the fact of the matter is, is that I listen to Fuzzbubble because it's good, not because Thank I you. know them. You know, I, I, I listen to it because it's enjoyable. I, you know, what I want to listen to, and I'll go through my, you know, scroll through my, you know, Apple playlist. Like, oh, crap. Wow, I haven't listened to Bliss in a while. I haven't listened to Big Time Nowhere in a while. Like, all right, yeah, let's put that on. You know, oh, out there. Cool. I forgot about that one, you know. And it's great, 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 solid, super solid power pop in the same vein as every other power pop band that you could possibly imagine. It's all really good hooky choruses, but with a little bit more punch below it compared to some of those other ones. So therefore their whole fuzzy uh, bubblegum uh, thing. But uh, I always just associated it with a tube personally. There you go. Nice. Well, you know, people's people's yeah, elbow. <laughs> Mike, Mike, uh, you know, we, we've been talking about having you guys on for a couple of months. And I kept remembering that name before I came across the, the South Park soundtrack. And I said, oh, yeah, that. But you, when you just mentioned, Jim, when you just mentioned Not Lame, I think that's where I was seeing your name all the time because, I, again, huge Jellyfish fan, and they did that amazing fan club box set. Yeah, I heard that. Jellyfish. Yeah. Bruce, and, uh, Bruce, right? Yes. Bruce Brodeen, yeah. Yes, and I, I remember he would he would always send out those newsletters of all the bands and stuff he was listening to, and you guys were constantly mentioned yeah. in that. I was, like, probably 13, 14, I think, when that box set came out. So I was... Not I was really into that stuff and and I, I think that's when i first was really introduced to your full catalog outside of seeing your name on the back of the south park cd not lame put out demos outtakes and rarities yeah they're the ones who put it that out that was yeah. on not lame um and that you know that's pretty cool that you were that age listening to power pop yeah like, like so you're going so wait, deep so you're 13 years lame. old like a jellyfish that's fucking yes. crazy yeah. <laughs> nick is a very I, special person <laughs> i gotta tell you guys this nick knows more about music 
than probably the four of us combined and two other people. Did you like, have really cool, like really cool parents? Or what, like, what, yeah, my, my dad, my dad and my uncle were always, were, were the ones that were always keeping me on. Uh, my dad's yeah. a guitar player, but playing me good stuff. You know, my dad's a huge kiss fan, but awesome. I can remember being like, five six seven years old driving around with my dad on a saturday afternoon and he and for like a year he just had spilt milk on a on a loop you know and that and that was after that was like 96 97 so that was already after they had come and gone and everything but the older i got and still to this day the older i get the more brilliant i think that record in particular is and and the surrounding genre and everything but it i mean it it connected with me very early on so when i was yeah Yeah. when when i and i grew up in the internet age so i've I've told mike this before but like i I was going on myspace and finding the guys from jellyfish like finding roger and finding tim smith and finding jason faulkner and sending them these messages going i'm like 13 and i love this record and them writing back and sending me autographs and pictures and all kinds of stuff and and uh, yeah i've always cool. been a huge fan not just of this genre but especially of jellyfish but yeah that's um, amazing the power oh, cool. pop love comes from my dad. He turned me on to a bunch of bands that uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about, like the Raspberries and yep. awesome. um, Big Star and all all those bands. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, by the way, That's speaking great. of love, speaking of love, we have some love from Dennis Smith for you guys. Oh, it's more of a backwards, <laughs> you know, backhanded like smack in the face to Nick. But as he says, don't give up, guys. If Springsteen can get a deal, so can my grandma. Ah, oh. so. Thank you, Dennis. Uh, good luck to your grandmother and her record deal. Well, maybe you guys can, you know, go on a co-headlining tour. You know, Fuzzbubble and Dennis's grandma. You know, wow. I, I think that would be or Fuzzbubble and Springsteen. I'll sign oh, up for that for sure. Yeah, but who opens for who? I mean, come on, we got we got to be real about this. We got to make this right and equitable. Well, he is the boss, so exactly oh, of what. Uh, Nick loves Bruce Springsteen. I loathe Bruce Springsteen. So needless to say, we have fights weekly about this. Yes. Um, (laughs) anyway, so, uh, with all that said, now let's fast forward a little bit. You know, you guys, obviously the, the, the band wasn't really doing a whole lot, you know, you're shopping deals, you're, you're selling CDs, but you're not really playing that much. Y'all went off and did different things. Um, different bands, Mark, you and Jay were involved in a project called Oh, Lamore that, I think you're still involved with to this day. Yeah, still going. Um, so, so why don't you explain a little bit about that? So, um, while we were at the tail end of Bad Boy and, and us getting dropped from there, we knew it was going to happen. We were just out of our minds at the point. We were just, um, we were like, uh, let's do something like fun and like a cover type, a cover band uh, type thing. And uh, I'm a huge Mike Patton fan uh, with. Mr. Bungle and everything. So I'm like, if we're going to do a cover band, let's do something different. So we wore masks and dress up and made, you know, like stage names and everything. And, uh, and we did like a cover band of uh, just like, you know, these, it was this whole gimmick of five Mexican broken hearted guys and they sing these love songs. And so that's how it started. And somehow it's, it's however 20 something, 25 years later, it's still going. We have a following. It's, it's insane. Like it's um, it, you know, like it's 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 lasted all this time, but it started as a joke, just to kind of like we were just because we couldn't give a shit at the point. We were just you know <laughs> having having fun with things. And I've stuff. had and it. 
you know, we started out with like playing stuff like Missing You by John Waite. Um, it was all love songs, right? That just was the criteria. Songs, just really to be love slow, songs. pathetic love songs just to like piss off the crowd and wear masks. And like, so people were just like, what the fuck, you know? So yeah. it was a joke, <laughs> but the joke continues and it's it's still successful to this day. The joke's uh, on them. Yep. And yeah, the right. joke's on them. Yeah, exactly. And Jay so was, basically uh, you started Jay was joke. an original, uh, yeah, Max Picante. That was his character, original member. Yeah. Yep. Jay, I remember this. What was your uh, what was your uh, Aquarian drumheads? What was your tagline for Aquarian drumheads? Oh, drums are useless without heads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Really, all all the drum companies, you know, <laughs> flaunting all their shit. You take the heads away, they sound like nothing. You could say, listen, you could say what you want about Taylor guitars, but if you take off the strings. I don't know what you guys are going on and on about. <laughs> it, it it makes for a very nice uh, a very nice platter. You, you yep. can serve yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, charcuterie if you wish on on, on the top. It's quite lovely. Yeah. <laughs> the, all the more thing. Well, yeah, like what he said. It's like we were going through so much of like you know performing for people and doing showcases and everything's like yeah we're playing we, power pop music and it's serious and it's stressful yeah. we're like we, and this? that's a point we were out of our minds we were just yeah. like i don't fucking give a shit let's just do something fucking stupid and fun and, and i could be wrong about this like definitely like you said about you know your love of Patton and bungle yeah. but i i remember you saying to me something to the effect of the next band i'm in I don't want to feel uncomfortable. I want the audience to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. That was that. how it started. No, no, yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. I, I want to make them feel uncomfortable. And I'm like, I, I just so, don't want to look like a guy on stage. Right. Like just, just normal shot. I'm like, it's got to right. be fucking different. You know, so. So, and I'm, so the original, I, the, if you remember, the original thing was we took love songs, like say something like, like With or Without You by U2. Yep, yep. But we played it at like 40 beats per minute. <laughs> so, which yeah. makes it like an 11 minute song. <laughs> and yeah, so we did that we... for about three gigs and we were like, okay, yeah. we can't even take this. <laughs> yeah. this slower. It was just one sappy love ballad after another. Do you, even, do you even rehearse when you're doing oh, something yeah, no, like that? Like, this is the thing. The, and you could still go see them. And they're an amazing band. I mean, it, they're great musicians. Mark's is, Mark won't say this, but he's an amazing vocalist and he's a chameleon. Mark can oh, sound oh like God. whoever he wants. Seriously. Yeah. Whoever that he wants. That is very true. So, yeah. So, like, but that was the thing, right? Like, we would execute it, like, for real. After we got out of the 40 beats per minute thing, we were like, <laughs> okay, this is awful. Then we just like, okay, the, the, the criteria has to be love songs. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, you know, but we'd nail them. And then, yeah, I mean, we I, we really got into it. I was like doing backing tracks and stuff for keyboard parts. Like if it yeah. had string arrangements, I'm like, well, we got to have it. <laughs> so yeah. I'd make backing tracks and play to a click. And but these guys still do it. And, it, and it's amazing. Yep. So that, you know, so Mark, you're doing that. I know you're doing some other bands, too. Jay, you've uh, you moved to Arizona initially. Um, I'm in L.A. now. Now you're in L.A. Yeah. Uh, but that put your career on a completely different path as well. And actually mm -hmm. some of what you were doing in OLMR, I guess, kind of played a part in it, like making the backing tracks kind of put you yeah, into production kinda. in some way. Mm -hmm. And then you started doing, uh, uh, jingles and things like that for commercials and then doing scoring for, for, for TV shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did a lot of work for the history channel back when they were doing that kind of stuff. It kind of changed their programming, but yeah, I did the documentaries and. 
anything like yeah, like you said, scoring to pitcher. I did it for 16 years actually. Wow, so it's, it's crazy. not a hobby. <laughs> no, it was a gig. It was a real gig, you know. Yeah. But um, before but they overloaded it with Pawn Stars. Well, you, you're exactly right, actually. Yeah. 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 Uh, there was a show on the Discovery Channel. I forget what year it came out, but it's called. I think it's still on, like Deadliest Catch. Yeah. Yeah. And that got so, you know, it was just went out of control that I think A&E looked at Discovery and was like, forget all this like period specific stuff. And I think they had run, you know, whatever, 180,000 hours of World War II stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, yeah. And so that's why they came up with these. I don't know what it has to do with history, but they came up with things like uh, <laughs> Ice Road Truckers and Axemen and. All these right. shows just to try to recreate another kind of deadliest catch. The History Channel is now history. Yeah. For real. It's yeah, yeah. it's a, I it's used to love good. all that World War II stuff. I mean, I still do, but yeah. you can't you can't find it as as much. Oh, that's good cuz it's coming around again. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah, right. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, right. Stay tuned, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'll live it. I won't be watching. Oh, it. okay. My bad. Sorry. And you know, you know what's what's funny? I mean, we're talking about Power Pop today. While they were doing OL Amore in New York, I had formed a, a band with a bunch of my friends in Hollywood called Teen Machine, and that was a total power pop. We did a record, and people that are into power pop, a lot of people are just like, that Teen Machine record, they love that Teen Machine record. It was uh, you know, just a basic four-piece band with three girls, so we were kind of like, and we was very 70s, so we were sort of like if you took you know, the Ziggy Stardust era, uh, David Bowie, uh, you know, um, Sweet, and like the Brady Bunch. You know, it was like that. It was like three like really hot girls. We had singing, two of them sang lead. One of them was on that show, Felicity. She was an actress. So we played around Hollywood in a uh, Linus of Hollywood, actually. Um, and my friend uh, Bruce Whitkin, they started a record label and we recorded a record for them. And I was in the studio making that record the day those guys went into Bad Boy and said, freaking let us out. So I was like, uh, excuse me, I'll be back in five. I just got to get out outside. of one deal. Yeah. yeah. I took the phone outside and I listened to the whole conversation. I'm like, well, I guess that's that. I went back inside, finished my record. And uh, that is a, you know, for Power Pop Underground, a lot of people tell you that's a legendary record. They love that record. Uh, there, is a split, there is a split single with Teen Machine and Fuzzball. Yeah, too, and right? we did a split single, but we did a full entire record, and yeah, uh, it's really it. hard to get. And I still have some, but five hundred dollars uh, on vinyl. Uh, sure, I have about ten vinyl copies here. The label that put out the single, they put out a single and the vinyl of that. VG Plus, VG Plus. Yeah, yeah VG <laughs> Plus. Near mint. Yeah. <laughs> near mint. Right. Exactly. I. Hey, I, this is a vinyl centric podcast. We Nick and I talk yeah, about vinyl so all the time I, on here. So. I just bought a really cool, um, Thin Lizzy uh, jailbreak. This uh, uh, VPM nice. put out. Yeah, yep. yeah. Vinyl. I've been, pra I've been praising it for the last three episodes. Oh, yep. Did you Did you get it? Yes, Beautiful. it's amazing. Okay, because I was like, they finally made silver foil, which. The whole time I was a kid, I thought I was like, I know there's a silver foil version of that, but it never was. And they finally made it in mylar, silver mylar with the insert. And like, I was like, oh, it's like $40, but I have to buy it. And it's all it's like, analog. It's one of the best sounding reissues I've it, I've ever oh, heard. So excited. It's orange vinyl, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm so, so excited for it because I that's my favorite uh, Lizzie record. I love yeah, that yeah, record. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. So yeah. Final. Anyway, <laughs> sorry to, de to to deflect there, but um, anyway. So yeah, I was doing while they were doing all the more. I was you know doing Teen Machine, and then I think through Teen Machine I met Bruce Brodeen just via email, or whatever, and that's how you know I just kept putting out as much fuzz bubble as I could because I wanted all of that material to get out, you know. So. Anyway, yeah, there you go. That's that's what was going on in 2000, 2002. You know. Now, Jim, you, you have a very interesting musical history even beyond that. So, you know, in, in the 80s, you had a, a heavy metal band called Hitman, which is also reunited recently. Yes. And yes. played some shows. Mm -hmm. But then on the other end of the spectrum, you also have a tiki band. <laughs> yeah. The Tiki Aki Orchestra. You're all yeah, over. Orchestra. And yeah, that's... And it's funny in that genre of music and like the tiki world, like we're probably the most one of the most famous. There's not very many of them that do exotica music, but we're probably one of the biggest ones. Well, they it's mentioned just something Elliot, I got interested in, you know. Um, they mentioned Elliot Easton before. Elliot, Elliot Easton had a band called Elliot Easton and the Tiki but, but, Gods. Yeah, but didn't you guys play it as? Did you play as his wedding? Oh, we did. We played at his wedding. He hired us to play his wedding. Pretty, <laughs> so, pretty wow. Cool. Yeah. So that was pretty, and he, and he came up and played with us. So uh, it's funny because he sat, when he, he staged us, you know, while we weren't playing, he gave us a room to stay in. And it was filled with, I mean, filled with guitars. And he's like, oh, I got more. He went out to the garage and it was just racks of guitars. He goes, <laughs> yeah. I'd let you play one, but they're all lefty. <laughs> but he came up That's and played like Goldfinger guy. with us yeah. and Massapequa specifically. And, yep. Yeah. Well, we it, talked about all that. He's like, "Oh, guy, I'm from Massapequa. I'm from Huntington." He says, "I go, I'm I'm Italian." He goes, "I'm Jewish." You know, same same thing, different soup. You know, that was <laughs> what he said. Well, that yeah, that's yeah, well, that's was, why the 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 all the AKA uh, name for Massapequa is Matza Pizza. Lots yep. of pizza, yeah. Because you're, <laughs> well, you're either one or the other. Yeah. Jimmy, you know what? You know what's you know what's messed up? We actually all the more opened for um Elliot Easton's. Um, they put a, he he was in a band called the uh, Broken Hearts or something like that, with okay. Wally from um the Romantics, the Romantics, the Romantics, Romantics and stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, a few years ago, we actually opened for them at the Paramount. It was pretty cool. Oh wow! And the, the album, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was uh, I, I and he I remember he's a great guitar player. He's man. a great. Guitar oh, he's so good. Oh, yeah, God. yeah. Yeah, but well, we actually, it was, it was a cool thing and stuff. Yeah, I remember my yeah. dad was up for that. It was a great show. I forget who else was in the band. Who else was in the band? Help me. It was Wally uh, from the Romantics. Um, I don't know. Was uh, Clem Oh, Clem, Clem Burke Clem, was yeah, on drums. Clem, yeah. that, I was that's who I was trying to think of. Yep. Yeah, and then somebody we else. We saw Clem the other great. night, actually. Yeah. That Anvil screening. We saw Clem. I saw Clem. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's I used to over. see him around a lot. He was super cool. I, I think he walked by me and kind of looked at me, and I was like, Clem, what's up? I, I know he didn't remember who I was, but I've hung out with him a bunch of times in clubs. He, in, in to yeah. tie it into power pop, he's one of my favorite power pop drummers. Yeah, uh, he's amazing. So I've I've uh, I I did a small uh, Canadian tour with um, rockabilly singer Robert Gordon, and uh, wow. and uh, after Robert finished with the band that I was uh, playing drums for, he uh, he went back to do the east coast and clem was the drummer so i i thought that was pretty cool i was in the same it was yeah. anton fig the week before and then me and then clem burke so i thought company, that was pretty man. yeah that's what i thought i was like well I'm, i mean i guess i'm still here selling guitar strings but at least i put i, I was in between <laughs> <Yeah>. two legends <laughs> but, but remember 
the guitar without guitar strings. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing. Useless. Yeah, that's nothing. True. And then yeah. drum with no heads. So, that's an important job. So let's uh, let's fast forward even further now because we're we're already about an hour in here and we want to get to the roundup. So, yes, uh, but at yeah. the same time, I want to play some of your material so that people can check you guys out. Uh, let's talk about cult stars from Mars. We fast forward now into you know we're we're approaching uh, uh, pandemic, <laughs> and yes. people have nothing to do except for try to be creative or drink excessively, and uh, you guys decided that to was great. be creative. <laughs> so uh which was the the better path i believe personally yeah. um and so maybe t- maybe depends on what you had uh, at the bar uh but let's let's discuss that for a minute and then i want to play dragonfly part two in its entirety the video which we do have here uh, and then we'll get into the power pop roundup but mark starting with you like you know how did uh, how did that whole thing come together again you know did uh, was it any one person that said hey let's just let's just do this again or was it like ah, let's toy around with this all right so th- through the even before that through the years me and jimmy had always been like kind of doing little one-off songs um we did commercial bits and stuff like jimmy would come up me so we were always in contact just doing music wait did um, you have a, a super bowl commercial uh we did no, a wendy's commercial or, or it was a national wendy's commercial commercial yeah we were doing remote thing. recording got, way got, before yeah. it was cool we were doing it a long time ago, but yep. yeah, I got a Wendy's, yeah, yeah. Uh, a Wendy's spot that turned into like five different spots. And me and Mark did really well on that. It was financially. crazy. Uh, it was. I love that the further yeah. we get into this, the larger the accolades are getting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Wendy's was by far the biggest paycheck of my career. With that one, Fuzzbubble <laughs> will be running for president in the next election. <laughs> yes. So anyhow, I, you you know, have I my vote. Me and Jimmy had been you know, always in touch, just writing, and I was always pushing. I'm like, guys, man, because every time like a fuzz bubble would come up on iTunes, it was just like, oh fuck, you know. And it's just like this stuff was so good, and it's just like I'm like, we got to do more. We got to write, you know. And uh, and you know, I guess fast, you know, comes up to the pandemic, uh, Licorice Quartet, Jellyfish starts doing Licorice Quartet, and we were like, all right, we got to fucking, you know. We, yeah, we that was the this. inspiration for sure. We all yes, said it was Lighthouse Quartet. Spaceship came out. We all said, holy crap, did you yes. hear that? You well, yes. yeah, and let me just say real quick, it, within that, it was they made it clear that those guys were doing that project remotely. Exactly. And yeah. so it was like, okay, we have no excuse. Yeah. Got you know, the yeah. technology really did, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. We, so, we, anyway, we, so we, go we, ahead. Yeah, me and Jimmy we were doing, doing anyway. we were sending files and doing shit like yeah. that even before that. So like we gotta yeah. fucking do this. And then um I think Mike Portnoy put up on Instagram like a bunch of his right. favorite power pop records and then like Fuzzbubbles in there with fucking jellyfish and all this other stuff. We and were the just grays like, were like Yeah, we what? were like yeah, Grays were like, Oh my god, you know. So that that was the that that's what what started everything you know it was uh port and posting that and licorice could jellyfish guys doing the thing we're like we gotta fucking do this so you know and you know little by you know we just little by little jimmy just started i said let me see if i can write something and like a day later i came back with dragon dragonfly part two <laughs> it was yeah. it like happened very fast and like you said you know yeah it's not like we ever disappeared from each other's lives either. Like we were still friends. We'd still talk. We'd still, sometimes we'd see each other. If, you know, I would visit Jimmy in California, you know, whatever. So yeah, we were always talking and we were always, all of us were like, man, you know, wouldn't it be great to just return back to what we were doing? So yeah, that was, there was never any like, 
there was never any bad blood between us. Yeah, uh, matter of fact, I think out of all the bands I've been in, we get along the, the best out of all of them. We never like, we never had any yelling matches with each other ever. It was always with our stupid manager, our stupid A and R guy, <laughs> uh, you know, and various other stupid people. But like yeah, amongst they're the all dumb, us, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. seriously, yeah. I mean, I've I've had crazy shouting matches with my manager and the A and R and the yeah. A and R guy because they were both crazy, and the four of us. We uh, amazingly just remained united through all of it, and we never, we never had. A, I never recall us having, even like a heated argument. We just oh, like, discuss mean, it and figure it out. You it's know? normal, normal, stupid stuff. If you know, if when you're it in was, a, it was all van with somebody, it was all yeah, exactly. like, it was management, like other people. We yeah. were, yeah, we were, we were all so on the same page. We were, you know, yeah. we were just like. Fucking, you guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, right. it was like, we would disagree about little things or get mad at like. Right, that's what I said. Like yeah. normal, like yeah, normal yeah. stuff. Difference of but, opinion. Like or, when you it know. came to the band, we were we were solid. You know, yep. we were just like it's exactly. all for one, and and it was great. You know, it's I mean, kind of yeah. hard to play power pop like happy, you know, uh, hooky courses and happy songs, but like. Nah, 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 nah. Fuck you! Nah, 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 well, you got jellyfish did it. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say jellyfish. jellyfish. I didn't say that it. I didn't say you it was gotta, impossible. Even that, you got to dive hard. into. You got to dive into some of the fuzz bubble lyrics because it's not all as sugary, sweet as you think. Oh no, I yeah, took no, a lot not, of my frustrations yeah. out of what we were going through. Yeah, came out in the lyrics in a lot of the songs. Yeah, oh, rock star parking all rockstar over that parking. song. Big yeah, time yeah. nowhere. Yep. Zero superstar. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, were all written a lot before of, we had the deal, but Rockstar but Parking was definitely written out of fucking sure, how much shit going to yeah. take. I was so yeah. pissed off. And yeah, I took it out on the songs, you know. We call this section of the show Anger. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, here's Returning what we're going to do our now. Metal roots. We're, we're fast forwarding now into 2020. We have called Stars from Mars, which is basically Fuzzbubble plus Mike Portnoy. Yep. Uh, which we'll, we'll, uh, who's that really quickly. Yeah. Who's that? Yeah, uh, drummer kidding. of some, some note. Uh, yeah. and, uh, he's played in a couple bands, a couple, couple of bands. Uh, and he's actually in a couple video of bands well. this week. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and what we're going to do is we're going to play the video now and then we'll talk a little bit about it. And then we're going to get into the power pop rot roundup. That sound good to you guys. Are you playing the whole video? Me? I'm playing yes. the whole video so everybody can hear it. So you got three minutes and 35 seconds to take a dump. I got beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go.
I forgot so about good. the ending. That is so good. <laughs> and actually, Brilliant. you got people people in the feed, you know, saying they can't spell, but they know good music when they hear it. <laughs> Did you say no good music? But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That was definitely Mike Portnoy playing drums on that based on the ending of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. I like that how no, ma no matter what he's doing, it's like he figures out a way to get stuff like that in there where it just turned that turned into a rush breakdown at the end there with the rest <laughs> from the drumming standpoint. Right. Yeah. right. No, he's amazing. He's a great That's player. Awesome stuff. That's so, his signature, man. He's got to put it in there, you know? Yeah, yes. There you go. I have to hit all the drums as fast as possible there you go um and you also have to hit uh what's his other thing you also have to uh do is do a snap on the bass drums before hitting the cymbal and the snare at the same time God, that's like always like yeah that's like his his thing. rough uh yeah exactly so now you do that song we're now in 2022 fuzzbubble decides to get back together and do some shows yeah well there's an unfortunate uh event in between that truth so uh so like jimmy said he writes dragonfly part two we we get together the whole thing and i'll make this brief but the idea to call the project the what you know the pandemic project cult stars from mars was because originally um we didn't think brett was going to be a part of this uh we would reach out to him now and again and you know he was not reluctant but he was like yeah i don't know maybe you know maybe i'll do some stuff we we're like all right cool man you know whatever like no you know it's all good. And uh, so when it looked like me and Jimmy and Mark were really going to be like, we're, let's put a bunch of stuff together. I said, you know, I feel weird like calling it Fuzzbubble without the four of us. So the idea to maybe name it Cult Stars from Mars was like a nod. Like if you knew the band, you knew we had a song called Cult Stars from Mars. So maybe that would be enough to just, you know, kind of keep things together for people to put two and two together when brett said i do want to you know i will play on something we we're like oh well that's a no-brainer like yeah then play on this stuff yeah. and by that time we already kind of renamed the project and you know again this was just like something to do during the lockdowns and stuff anyway so it really didn't matter and we were like yeah that's that's great but uh after we did that song uh we did a, a couple of other songs some that mark wrote and some that Jimmy wrote and had the idea to reach out for other guests. I think I had said something like, it'd be cool to do like a Daryl's house kind of thing. You know what I mean? So to speak, like just, you know, reach out to people, anyone who wants to play on them and, you know, we could play whatever styles we want and have whoever we want. And 
Brett did play on another track with us as well. Um, but then about a year ago, uh, he committed suicide. And so that was a heavy blow to us and everybody, you know, that knew him, his family, his wife, it just, yeah, awful. And, uh, no one saw it coming. It really didn't make any sense. Um, so that was, you know, that was a heavy hit. And within that and all the things that come with reflecting on something like that, Mark, myself and Jimmy were like, okay, like, you know, life is passing before us and any opportunities that we have to make music together, play together, record together, whatever you want to do, who cares? We should just do it because we're always talking about how much we like doing what we do together. And the only thing worse than what happened would to be what happened and no one to learn a lesson from it. So that's really kind of what happened. And we were yeah. like, well, life is short. Who knows what's going to happen? You know, again, it made no sense. We really miss them. Everybody misses them. And uh, so we're kind of like, yeah, this is kind of a tribute to him. And, you know, yeah. And us just, like I said, reflecting on it and being like, holy shit, like, you know, time is flying so like if you find something you love and know people you love to do it with whatever that may be you should probably be doing it as much as possible yeah so that's that's what brings us to the reunion you know there was no like you know it's not like a midlife crisis or like we're gonna be <laughs> rock stars again or maybe we could get a deal it's like forget all that you know everybody's like buying a porsche and we're yeah old. <laughs> right it's like look that's what guitars uh, are for man yeah exactly. yeah, yeah that's totally Porsches. different with guitars yeah by the way porsche goes public tomorrow really yeah interesting interesting but Different so anyway yeah you know so really i mean of course we want people to come to the shows we want people to buy the music we want you know we want all that but it's it's really all of this is very you know it's for us yeah right it means a little something a little different now obviously for obvious yeah. reasons yeah. so yeah so now you know, that you are doing it and mm -hmm. you are playing some shows um let's talk about those uh, for a minute here you guys got a got a gig back on on the island the island on the, the island in the, in the town as, i grew up in my hometown in the, in the parlance of our you know towns you know so uh, in huntington uh you guys are opening up for the mighty zebra mm. and last in line which i'm still baffled why why zebra isn't second on that bill and last in line isn't you know, the headline well but in long island, long island yeah. On, yeah, yeah. on long island <laughs> we played we played with last in line here uh last year and they're you did they're phenomenal oh and, yeah uh, andrew freeman the guy that sings all that dio stuff is phenomenal he's, amazing. he's, he's amazing. phenomenal yeah and Vinny apathy is one of my favorite drummers. one of yeah one of my I heroes watch his, i watch his facebook posts like every week when he does his Facebook live, he plays his sawtooth drums and he talks about stuff. He's he's amazing. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's great. And so, so these shows, one of them, uh, that show is sold out. 
if I remember yes. correctly, right? It's so you out. can't get tickets. And if I remember everybody's Facebook post correctly, don't ask these guys for tickets. They have no tickets. <laughs> they can't get you tickets. They don't I, know what I tickets put, look I, like. I posted that, yeah, but it's true. Because <laughs> I feel bad. We know so many people, and especially Jimmy and I. You know, now yeah, we're in yeah, L.A. Yeah. I've been out of New York, you know, 18 years. And so, of course, there's a million people I want to see. And, you know, when I first said, hey, we're playing again, everyone's like, yeah, 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 I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> and then no one buys tickets or, you know, not everyone buys tickets. So, they wait. Yeah. But they you wait. guys are playing show the day before, if I'm remembering, in Pleasantville, New York. And that's a low ticket warning on this one. So where is that show at exactly? What's the name of the venue? The name of the venue is Lucy's, uh, the garage at Lucy's in Pleasantville. We're playing with a, a friend, uh, Danny Cavazzi, another good Italian hey. boy. Hey, hey Cavazzi. Uh, <laughs> he's got a band called Superhero, and uh, he plays a lot up there, so he's really dialed into that. Old you would think like we're area. like funded by the mob. <laughs> <laughs> Who says Who we says are we're not? <laughs> <laughs> we're funded well, we, by Sabaro. <laughs> there's no such thing as the mob. Sabaro? We, we should be just sponsored by Sabaro. God forbid. Sabaro's. God forbid. No, as long as it's not the Olive Garden, I'm fine. Oh, God. I like Sabaro, actually. Sabaro so um, is the Olive Garden of pizza. It really is. Pretty much. It's it's the 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 Thank you. What are you, Michael Scott? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, so we're playing with uh, uh, Danny Cavazzi's band, um, uh, Superhero. Superhero. Yeah. It was a band he had in the 90s, and they've reunited. And, you know, he plays in a lot of uh, really cool bands up there. Um, so I said, hey, man, that place you play looks pretty cool like you want to do a we'd like it can you get us a gig there with you guys and he's like sure because he's a big fuzz bubble fan so he said i'd be honored and whatever and i was like hey man let's just let's do it so it's lucy it's november 18th friday night it's uh pleasantville which is kind of the lower hudson valley sort of uh, i would say northeast of yonkers a little bit uh it's lucy oh, the garage at lucy's so yeah that's the uh warm-up show as it were um but we'll get we, to play a little more, some more songs and stuff too. So, and then also, we just found this out actually. But Mark, you have a gig. You're going to do something before that that ties into uh, Power Pop, right? Yes, we. Yeah. So I'll mention this. Um, uh, Donnie V from Enough's Enough. We uh, we were we were lucky to meet those guys, and we played. We we did a short little tour with them in '98 or '99, mm -hmm. and. Um, uh, our our buddy Dave Dave R who um who booked us you know booked the Fuzz Bubble shows, he's um looking out for Donnie and he actually hooked Donnie up with a show in uh, in Patchogue. It's coming up October fifteenth, I believe it's a Saturday opening for Warrant in Patchogue. Um, so uh, he hooked me up with Donnie and I spoke with Donnie and I'm gonna be backing him up for that for that um for that show with him. Awesome. Nice. Um, which should be cool. That's uh, exciting. Yeah. That's awesome. That's Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Vocals right there. You know? Yeah, really. Um, like, it, know, it's sort of like, I don't want to ever you know, vocalize anything after hearing like Mark and Donnie together. Like, uh, I, I don't sing. I make guttural voice uh, noises with my throat. Those guys do. It's a good match. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so can I mention something real quick? No. Because uh, you guys were talking about Ola Moore and we didn't mention Bobby at all. So. Oh, God. So, yeah. Bobby Frampton, the bass player from O.L. Amore. I don't know what his O.L. Amore name is. 
Bongo, it's Bongo El Mongo. Bongo El Mongo, also yep, known as Bobby Frampton. I like the fact that we get to play in a band with a guy named Frampton. We're playing with a Frampton, yeah. a, a non-Guinea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so like that we're playing in a band with a guy yeah. named Bongo. But, yeah. <laughs> but he's, Bongo the, he's playing bass with us uh, at these shows. And uh, hopefully all will go well, and we'll just kind of hopefully proceed forward with him playing he's, bass. Yeah, and, he's excited. Bobby's... Uh, He's a, you know, uh, you know, obviously I've been in a little more with him forever. He's a one hit wonder guy. He's a power pop guy. Likes, he goes as deep as bad finger. So he gets it and he's excited to do this with us. And, uh, you know, I'm practicing. It's, it's, it's going to be great. Yeah. So, thank so you, you, Bobby. Got, you got the, yeah, yeah thank out. you, Bobby. You got the 15th in Patchogue with Mark with um, October Johnny 15th. V. October 15th. October 15th. October 15th. Yeah, Donnie, Donnie V, that's at the Patchogue uh, Theater in, uh, yeah, Patchogue Theater. Yeah, November floor. 18th is the Pleasantville Fuzz Bubble gig with Bobby Frampton, Bongo. And uh, the 19th is the Paramount. And then, Jimmy, tell them what's going on on November 20th. Uh, November 20th, we are releasing all of the Cult Stars from Mars uh, recordings in a full 10-song uh, album, a CD. <laughs> Uh, we decided, we went back and forth and like called stars from Mars, but now we're playing as fuzz bubble again. So we're calling the, the album is actually fuzz bubble. And the name of the album is called stars from Mars. <laughs> really so we're just like, okay, we got to get our branding sense, straight. You know, it makes perfect um, sense. Yeah. Cause it all stars from Mars is technically like a cast of people. But yeah. It's really fuzz bubble. It's it, musically. Right. It's very fuzz bubble. And we just decided this week, I said, you know, Jay, I, I, we, me and Jay practice on Saturday. I said, you know, why don't we just call the album Cult Stars from Mars and call the band name Fuzzbubble? I don't want to confuse people any more than right. they've already yeah, been we confused. Can't, we can't, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. So but moving forward, I'm going to be called Jim. He's going to be called Jim. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm going to be well, this, this is not, with the Mark, name this is not without precedent, Bobby. though. Yeah. This is not without precedent because I don't know if you guys remember this. From uh, the early 90s, Warrant put out an album called Dog Eat Dog. And then the band yeah. Dog Eat Dog put out an album called Warrant. So, <laughs> Mark, <laughs> and Mark will be opening up for Warrant it in all ties in. On, it all ties on in. October yeah. 18th. Yeah. Kevin Bacon, I, 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 I want to give a quick yeah, shout yeah. out to uh, a couple days after Mark's playing uh, that show, I'll be in town for three shows with Hitman, my other band. Uh, November, tw uh, sorry, October 21st uh, at uh, the uh, Stereo Garden with Stereo Garden, all three yeah. shows oh, nice. with Except. So Except, Hitman Speaking with Speaking of Udo Dirk Schneider. Yeah. yeah, Stereo Garden. Um, and then the 20th at um uh the hudson hudson uh, uh paramount uh, also with except and then sunday night that sunday night i believe is the 21st uh with um except again at the debonair music hall in teaneck new jersey so we got three sh uh three three hitman except shows coming up nice right after Mark doing that so keep them busy you know so well, everybody's got a lot going on, which is awesome because, hey, look, we're all in this because we love music, right? And if you're not able to, to do your art, Gotta then do it. why are you doing it, right? So this is great. Congratulations to all of you. Thank you all again for coming on. Really appreciate it. Any closing remarks before we get to our roundup? Let's no, get thanks to for it. having us. Thank well, you you're very welcome. Us, yeah. uh, so uh, let's get right into it, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to start the 
Power Pop Roundup, with Fuzzbubble contributing several bands and songs to this list. Now, here's how this works, guys. We're going to go round robin. I'm going to start with Nick, because in my mind, he's the Power Pop King. Uh, mm. Not that you guys not are more not. more than these guys. <laughs> but <laughs> no, uh, yeah, but no. you, are, you are learned, and they do it. There's a difference. So... Uh, <laughs> So we're going to start off with Nick, and we're going to go around the room here, going going to go Nick, and then uh, looking on my screen, Mark, Jay, Jim, and then me. And we'll probably go around a couple of times. Each of us picks a band and a couple of songs from that band that you think would best represent that band to make up a big Spotify playlist for our, our viewers and listeners uh, to listen to at any given time. We like to call it the, it's always the ultimate something. So this is going to be the ultimate power pop playlist. Mm. So, Nick, we're going to start off with you, sir, and what band... Did you want to focus on? So I wanted to start with a band that's probably of all the bands I have on my list come into my life the most recent, um, but their their history is deep rooted through all of the bands that we love, especially Jellyfish. And when I first got into this band, I said, oh, that's where Jellyfish got that and that and that. And the band is XTC. Hmm. I love... I love uh, Mayor of Simpleton, of course, is is uh, just a, a monster of a song. The entire Scar- Skylarking album. Um, but there's there's great tracks on all of their records. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think you can pretty much pick anything from like the third record to the last one. And I think it would illustrate anything power pop very, very uh, clearly. The first couple of records, they're more like a punk band which is still great too but uh since we're talking power pop i'd say mayor of simpleton um season cycle from skylarking and maybe like peter Pumpkinhead from non-such now for those of you that are not familiar with xtc's material you probably do know at least one song by them and dear it was a god. hit in the 80s called dear god yep uh, which is basically like the like the atheist national anthem uh, <laughs> when you yes. think about it and you listen yeah. to the I, lyrics. I think XTC opened up from they toured with the police in like eighty one, eighty two. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. the they had a great side project record called the Dukes of Stratosphere. Dukes of Stratosphere. Amazing. And the Vanishing mm-hmm. Girl is one of the greatest power pop songs ever written. It's fantastic. Which one? Which one? Vanishing, Vanishing Girl. Girl. They're called the Dukes of Stratosphere. They did a fake record a fake 60s sounding oh, record it's, it, it's, it was their like cult stars from record. mars basically cool. yeah they did and an ep incredible. and a full length as the yeah. stratosphere yeah yeah awesome yeah, and Very that cool. song vanishing girl was like you know we should probably so try good. doing it one day it's I a really cool it. song nice. cool we'll yeah, put that on right the list on. too because why not yes yeah. Yeah. you know why not yep. why not mark you're up all right um i i put these guys at the top of my power pop uh the producers from atlanta good uh, early 80s, Tom Worman, who did Motley Crue, Shout Out the Devil, produced these guys. Um, fucking just, they have uh, the first two records, um, You Make the Heat, and uh, I guess, I think the producers, whatever, just in, in, insane. Just so fucking good. Uh, and the songs I'm going to throw out are um, She Sheila. Um, gives me goosebumps every time I fucking listen to that. You could look up the video. The video is ridiculous. Um, so good. I think these guys uh, toured with, with the police also, but she Sheila is just uh, amazing. Um, another song, Operation, exactly, which me and Jay would would, would take around at soundcheck and stuff. Operation, um, which is very cheap trickish, but uh, oh, but so fucking cheap. good. And um, and another song called Merry Go Round, I think, uh, which is a great song. But but any any song off the first two producer 
produce those records are just goosebumps, just awesome. Just fucking great writing. Band from Atlanta, awesome. Yep. And I will Tim add, Smith. Tim Smith from Jellyfish was in, uh, Tim in Smith, the producer, exactly. a yeah, later yeah. version of it. And yeah. I will yeah. add, anybody that knows the the music of the music that we do, whether it's called Stars or, or um, Fuzzbubble, uh, either one of them, uh, when you hear Mark's songs, you could really hear the influence of that. Oh, band. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, on his writing. It's so very I totally, apparent. Yeah. So I totally stole I, uh, Wonder Woman. I, I took yeah. the She Sheila vibe of the producers, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to. So you, if you listen to Wonder Woman, you could kind of hear She Sheila in there. So that's a, a blatant uh, cop. And I think Can't yeah. Wait to See You is producers-ish. I, I think the way Mark writes inherently yeah. is is like that early 80s power pop as opposed mm-hmm. to like, I write more 60s and 70s. Like yeah. His stuff always sounds like it comes right from that late 70s, early 80s period when power pop, new wave kind of happened. Yeah. And, you know, cheap trick and that kind of thing too. Yeah. So yeah. Man, those the late 70s, early 80s, what, what an insane time for just like creativity of music. On all levels, heavy metal and rock, and but power pop, and just what a like, was, just such a good music. time for music. So yeah. much good music. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Next, go ahead, go. Jason, you are up. Well, it's a it's a very obvious pick, but uh, and you guys named it. Um, I, I you know top of my list is Cheap Trick. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yep. I, I love Bunny Carlos. I mean, I love the whole band, but. Uh, speaking from a drummer's point of view, I love Bunny Carlos. Um, you know, Robin Zander. What I mean, come on, guys, amazing. Come on, that's uh, the tunes. Come on, everybody. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Come on. Uh, you know, to put on a playlist, I think what what did you say in your instructions? Uh, you know, like if this is for someone who may not be familiar with power pop, so I, I picked very again very obvious choices, but I want you to want me and surrender. There you go. I mean, surrender look, has to be on there. Either I mean, of them, yeah. It's just yeah, but there's so. I mean, the entire catalog. Yeah, yeah I love Heaven Tonight. It's my favorite Cheap Trick song. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I'm a big fan of Let Go. I just really dig. It's great too. Dig that. I feel like we were good. gonna do. There's, there's not a bad one. No, exactly. <laughs> really right. I gotta tell you, one. I think their new record uh, is one of the best I've heard in a long time by them. It's an incredible yep. album. Yeah, really great record. Nice. And that's with Gax on drums, right? Yeah, yep. man. He's played so on the cool. last few. Yeah, the last right, few right, records yeah. have been great. And he's doing a bang up job. He changes the yes. feel yep. of the band. He does a great yep. job. He doesn't have the feel that Bun has, but yep. they still sound great with him. So yep. sound great. Well, that that is oh, yeah. something to be said. I mean, you know, you could take and last night, you know, at the concert, it was obvious, you know, and and Neil Peart talked about this at you know at length, you know, when he changed styles, there was a different clock at work. You know, yep. every drummer that you put, they could play the same beat, but there's different clock at work. Oh, and it of just, course. It just feels different. Like, you know, Dax can play. I want you to want me. It'll just feel a little bit different than if. Right. Buddy this Carlos is why I'll it. never entertain any nonsense about Ringo not being a great drummer. Well, Thank you. Well, see that? Well, see that, Mike? Well, Do you see yeah. that? Thank you very much, Jason. Yeah. We got in an argument about this a couple weeks ago, and that guy up in the top left corner in my screen was saying he was tired of all the Ringo worship. Ringo is fucking awesome. I said, I said Ringo got worse as the years went on. That's no, what didn't. I said. Yes, he no, did. No, he didn't. Who Absolutely. do you want to go to next, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Jim, so, Jim is next. So, Why? You don't I, want to continue this part of the conversation? 
I don't know if I understood the assignment. We all were supposed to pick a couple of bands, right? Yeah, pick a couple. But we're going to go around. We're going in around. We're going to keep going around. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm going to go in a ring. Super, super Captain Obvious. Fuck you. Um, (laughs) In a Ringo, yeah. I'm warning you. <laughs> With peace and love, and love. don't <laughs> send anything. Nothing will be. It will signed. be tossed. It will be tossed. Will I'm warning t- you. With peace and love, <laughs> it will. Everything will be tossed. So good. Hey, Ringo. Nothing. I, I love you. Nothing. <laughs> I love Ringo. Uh, my band does that bit all the time. Um, so I, I mean, I'm surprised neither of you mentioned, but I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go for the big guy, Jellyfish. Oh yeah, um, of course. On my list, uh, it's hard to pick any, even three, because every song on those two records is amazing, yeah. bar nothing. Uh, I first heard the first song I ever heard for, from them was uh, "King Is Half Undressed." So I'm going there. Um, "Glutton of Sympathy," yeah. one of the most amazing ballads ever, and "Calling Sarah." And whenever I hear "Calling Sarah," I just get goosebumps here yeah. for that song. But like, you could put any Jellyfish song on any time. And it's the best song you've ever heard. So, yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, yep. come on, come on, really. I think that's Jellyfi- why we started. That's why we started talking because I'm New- like, yeah, that's why New- we started. New- this band exists. Yeah, and yeah. You know, me and Mark, uh, back in the beginning, we would yep. sit in in his house and and harmonize on Beatles songs, and that's yep. kind of how we figured out like that we love doing this. But Jellyfish was always part of the conversation. And yep. then I saw you backstage at that show, yep. Jimmy, before yep. we even knew each other. Yeah. But we, like, we yeah, kind of knew that guy. And we were like, oh, yeah. The nod. Yeah, yeah you're like I know the you. metal guys that are like a power pop show. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. I nice. see. So, now, nah, look, Jellyfish was going to come up at some point. So I'm surprised. I feel like new mistake has to be on the playlist. I, yeah. Okay. So my power pop pick, because they were on my list, but I'll just throw this in real quick. My For power pop, my. My picks were New Mistake and All I Want to Be Is Wanted. Oh, yeah. New, mis- new Mistake would be my favorite also. That's Yeah, yeah. New Mistake is, is great. Yeah. Um, but but e- I mean, again, another everything. They- for that outro yeah. alone. Yes. Yeah. The outro alone is like the one of the greatest things ever recorded. So I mean, you're talking, about, mistakes, you're talking about-, about Ghost Number 1. <laughs> Because Ghost of Number One has that. Yeah, another oh, no, no. That's the, the one I'm thinking of, Ghost of yeah, Number yeah. One. Ghost of Number One, that vamp at the end that is for phenomenal. But New Mistake Manning play on it. So. New mistake has that thing where where it comes out of that chorus into the guitar solo and there's that like ch- children's piano on it yeah. and yeah. I always tell people when I'm when I'm praising that record you can feel when that when it gets to that part that like the sky opens like there's yeah. so much vastness going on there yeah. it gives me ch- I probably heard that song that's that's Jack twenty thousand times going on there. yes yeah that's yeah. JJP totally. magic yeah, yeah. right yeah, yeah. there for yeah. sure oh my god yeah, yeah. it's Can't so say fantastic about jellyfish really yes yeah. so let's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> how about the playlist Mike you just put both spilt milk and yeah, belly button on there and we just call it good. and that would be yeah that would be it there, there's your ultimate power pop playlist. <laughs> Um, no, but there are other bands, and it's my turn now, so I'm just going to go with another obvious pick. I'm going to go with Badfinger. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, you know, you, you got you to turn back the clock a little bit for that one. And, of course, obviously the huge McCartney influence with them as well. I mean, literally. Literally. Yes. You know, uh, and the two songs I went with are, are the obvious ones, no matter what, and uh, Come and Get It. And I love the story about Come and Get It. Like, they wanted Paul McCartney to, like, produce their album. Paul's like, well... 
if you do, you need to do like three of my songs yeah. <laughs> and, and come and get it was one of them. But what he would do is he would he didn't want Pete Ham singing it. I think it wound up being like the drummer who actually sang Come and Get It because he actually went through the whole band to try to find who could sing it best, essentially. And, There's a great demo of that on Beatles Anthology 3, the Paul yeah. demo of yeah. it. Well, I, think, I think Tom sang that one, though. What's Tom, that? Yeah, the bass player. Tom's oh, the bass player. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about yeah, Day After it wasn't Day? Ham, so. No, yeah, Day After is a great song, too. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many great songs. The, the problem with yeah. my own rules of picking two is, like, well, you can pick 12 from each of these bands right, right. really oh, yeah. easily. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that we'd have, like, a 4,000-hour playlist. So we're just trying to get it to, like, the concentration. And then the good thing about it is anybody who's listening to it and they want to go and venture off on their own, they can. Like, oh, cool, I want to hear more about that band. Yeah. Let me look it up. Find the so band. that's what the playlist yeah. is for. It's kind of like, you know, we give you the introduction, and then you take it from there and make it's it your own. It's just a sampler platter. It's yes. just a sampler platter. Yes, it is the crudité of, uh, of music. It's the uh, second platter. time you've used crudité in the podcast. <laughs> no, 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 I said charcuterie earlier. So oh, I, I'm I went, sorry. My... Being that you're vegan, I went with the vegetarian version of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you're up, buddy. Okay, my next pick is... The one, the only big star. Have to be on there. Godfathers. Uh, yes, yeah. the Godfathers. They, they're, they're influences through everything. Uh, of course, uh, both, both, well, all three records are great, but the first the number one record and um, Radio City are just, they're, they're masterpieces. So one from each album, I would say from Radio City, September Girls, which uh, Jim said, Vanishing Girl is one of the best power pop songs ever written. I think I would make a case that September Girls is the best power pop song ever written. And then um, the uh, the ballad of what is it? The ballad of El El Goodo El Goodo on number one record. Yeah, Chris uh, Chris Bell and Alex Chilton just at their absolute best. Yeah. Yep, that's a, a an amazing song. Yeah. Yes. Good choices, Mark. You are up, sir. Oh boy! Um, all right, so I, I'm going with deep stuff, not obvious shit. No, nah, it's um, great. So this is, uh, and it kind of ties in two things here and stuff. So there's a band called the Choir Boys, not the London mm -hmm. Choir Boys. These guys were Australian. They, um, Australian band. They came. Um, this one record particular came out in 1983. So talking about to go to covers, they actually co um, um, rough cut covered "Never Gonna Die." Um, on their first record, Which I never knew was wasn't a rough cut song. Yeah, me yeah, either. It wasn't a rough cut song. It was a choir boys song. So you wow. got to go back and listen to the choir boys. Never gonna die. It's such. Yeah, you turn this, me on it's, to it's, this. This, this, this. The the band is they have a punk edge, but the um there's another song in the record. So you're never gonna uh, never gonna die off the original choir boys record. And um there's a song called um um you're with the big boys now. Just fucking insane power pop. The guitar player has the greatest Marshall guitar sound, like fucking awesome. Like you, you like you just gotta listen to it. And you'll hear what I'm saying. But but yeah, there's just cool, it's yeah. such um it's such it, it's such the the production. It's just so so it's such a cool power pop sound and uh and they're so undercover. Like so I mean the only reason why I looked up these guys because I love that Never Gonna Die song by Rough Cut because <laughs> I'm a fan of them. 
Yeah, I just no. keep. I just have visions of Amir Durak floating through my head. No, <laughs> no, of course. And 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 to get to covers and stuff, I I probably you know the rough cut song. I I like the rough cut version better just because it's so fun. Because that's the first song I heard. But, Wait a minute. No, there seems to be a theme with Amir Durak then, because they covered that song and uh-huh. and you love it. And then when he joined Orgy, they covered Blue Monday. Right. So there was that. Amir Durak does great metal wait, covers. Let's just say yeah, any yeah, band yeah, he's yeah. in. Wait, 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 wait. Somebody from Rough Cut was in Orgy. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Amir Durak, the guy with the. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was <laughs> super yeah. young when he was in Rough Cut. He was oh, like really, yeah. really yeah. young he when he was in cool, Rough Cut. Uh, you know, our, our, um, uh, army flight guitars and with the stars. Yeah. And the, yeah, yeah. He had. Great Charvels and stuff like it's that. So but funny. yeah, I love that stuff. song. I used to play that rough cut, that one song over and over all the time. Like, oh, I yeah. The, even I mean, in the, the video, mid 80s, the fucking... I was a closet power pop yep. band before I knew. I remember talking I... about with you, even during Fuzzbubble, you you love that song. And I was just, you know, and I, I I'd song. never known the Choir Boys version up until just a couple years ago. But everyone's got to check out the Choir Boys. It's a 1983 record, but uh, you're you're with the big boys now and never going to die fucking insane and the the martial guitar the fucking guitar sound and the player is he's an amazing fucking player and the guy's lead yeah. vocal is just so fucking good you'll, you'll fall in love with it it's great stuff yeah it's good but stuff check amazing. it out yeah yeah jason you are up next uh okay big influence on the band directly and i love them personally i'm going with the posies wow okay uh my two tracks come from frosting on the beater flavor of the month and dream all day you guys familiar with this no i'm I, not I, oh, really you two guys, i know mark and jimmy are oh, oh my god on my list. No, not... yeah you know what end the podcast run <laughs> don't walk and buy and, and yeah. buy and all buy right, uh, I, I... frosting on the beater frosting on the he beater <laughs> yeah, he yeah frosting on Marcus... the beater i also love amazing disgrace um, it's heavier, but, but yeah, it's a great record. Yeah, but Frosting on the Beater, yeah, oh my God, yeah, and you guys are in for a treat. is a great record. Mark yeah, is you guys frozen beyond to get frozen. That record. Yeah, Marcus, yeah. Mark, you're frozen. Your video's frozen. <laughs> is Mark still here? He's yeah, he's he yeah, he's got to re he's got to reboot. Nah, I'm gonna we'll, text we'll, him. We'll give him a minute. Um, uh, oh my God, you guys, yeah, Frosting on yeah. the Beater. Posing. All right, I'm that taking notes. Per- yeah, I wrote it record. down. Trust me, it's, it's recorded down. during the grunge era, so it's like Don Fleming produced it. Who we spoke to about producing our record Almost because of that record? Yeah, yeah, we talked and we hung out with him in his apartment in New York, and uh, that record has one of the greatest guitar guitar sounds on it, like bar nothing. It's incredible guitar record because they were like kind of grungy and noisy, but they got these two sweet vocal harmonies going on. The two of them both, um, it's amazing. Both sing, uh, yeah. Uh, my two picks from that record were, uh, well, three, Flavor of the Month, Solar Sister. Another Definite great one. Door, the song Definite Door, oh. which is a 100% influence on Big Time Nowhere, one of our yeah. songs. I totally went for that vibe. So, yeah, man, get get into the posies. They're amazing. From Seattle. So, I'm well, playing it up. as soon as we're done. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah for real, you'll love it. You'll love it. <laughs> See, I think here's you guys the funny thing. Like, Nick and I do this every week. You know, we, we do one of these shows, and, like, we have our, se- our, our segments at the end that we do discovered. And, hey, man, he left for now. He'll be back, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, it, like, we'll do, like, oh, I never heard that cover. Hey, man, could you, you know, I'll send him a link, or he'll send me a link, and we'll be like, wow. And that's, what, yeah. that's what's great about this is that we still learn about music from each other. 
and learning from you guys is even better because you know you guys obviously are passionate about it so it's like yeah me and nick are taking notes yes (laughs) you will Um, yeah like jimmy said yeah yeah i think you'll hear some how the posies influenced us exactly yeah roger was (laughs) like yeah i I agree he's like how did you not know rough Uh, cut okay i'm up i'm gonna go with another obvious one of our big influences uh red cross they were on my list as well Mm. uh let's see if we have any of the same songs so i picked from uh third eye i picked bubblegum factory uh stoned from show world and one chord progression also from show world but i could have picked either all of face shift or all of show world and all of uh, neurotica and And neurotica too but third eye uh neurotica's vaguely a power pop album it's more like a crossover punk to power pop record but they're all great records and hell uh the one with uh they put out a few years ago with uh downtown on it oh yeah yeah uh, oh, researching the blues that song downtown is an an amazing power pop. Uh, yes i and- that was that was one of my red cross songs along with uh uh jimmy's world from uh Jimmy's I think fantasy, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jimmy's Fantasy, yeah. Uh, which I think is on, is that on Phase Shifter? It's on Phase Shifter, yeah. It's yeah. the first song on Phase yep. Shifter. And yep. a, a quick shameless plug on Red Cross, right? Cult Stars from Mars, we did cover one chord progression. Yeah. Which is on Bandcamp. Eddie, Eddie, the guitar player, uh, I became friends with him when I moved to L.A., and he ended up producing the first... Fuzzbubble demo album that ended up we got got assigned and he played guitar on bliss he played this guitar solo on bliss and i wrote goodbye dear friend for him when he passed away so he was a good friend and he was amazing guitar player and great good people and all of that so yeah, yeah. red cross big big influence yep yep, yep. yep. um I feel sad now. Okay, uh, moving, <laughs> moving on. Um, I went with uh, with somebody I just totally forgot because I just lost my complete train of thought. Um, I totally forgot. I'm not familiar with them. Oh yeah, oh. they're they're great. They they have the they have an album called What the Fuck and Who Are You is the lead song. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a power pop album, it, right? Um, God damn, where did it? Oh, shit, I just lost my complete train of thought, and I had everything lined up for it. You didn't uh, write this down? You didn't I, write it down? Yeah. No, I had everything in my head because I'm, you know. That makes sense. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> what real, could go this, wrong? Yeah. No, this no. is the same mind that says Ringo's not a good drummer, <laughs> yeah, exactly. right? Yeah. Just, I just want to yes, you know, yes, clarify. Thank you. Right? Thank you. Just need to point okay. that out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let me make a note of that. <laughs> okay, I remembered now. <laughs> Does that mean that Ringo could now suck? Okay. Still no. Uh, <laughs> no. Still no. So this one, this one's an interesting uh, choice because you know the band itself is power pop, but more the songwriting and the songwriter, Fountains of Wayne. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love them. Yeah, and I went with that, but I, Adam. specifically Adam Schlesinger because yeah. you know I, Stacy's mom is going to be on on the list, but basically the entire that thing you do soundtrack. Great is fantastic and he wrote all that with with tom hanks like whatever uh but but yeah i mean like such such a great mind for 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 melody and harmony and hooks and uh actually passed away 
in during the pandemic. Right, right he's at the one of the first COVID nineteen. Yeah, he died like that's the first week of April of twenty twenty. So tragedy, man. Uh, yeah, total uh, tragedy. Because so great much songwriter. talent, yeah. great songwriter. So yeah, he's uh, he and the band is going on my list. So it's like a split. Uh, but yeah. yeah, definitely the song that thing you do. Can't, you can't tell me you can li- you can listen to that song without smiling. Yes, like, no, it's fantastic. It's a great movie you know. too. Hey, listen real quick. Movie. By the way, Marcus texting me that he's saying he's trying to get in. I don't see him. Okay, tell him to try right, hard. <laughs> Interesting thing about that thing you do the soundtrack. So, when they were doing that movie, they put out a call to all these bands to write a song called "That Thing You Do." Hmm. Uh, my friend uh, in L.A., Anthony, who basically hooked me up with all kinds of stuff. Uh, he had a band called the Hollow Bodies, another great kind of alt country, well, Americana, but power pop sort of um, band called the Hollow Bodies. And we recorded a, I record as an engineer, a version of their version of that thing you do. Um, and because all these bands submitted. And if you know, I notice at the end of the movie, they play the, um, the Gigolo Ants, their submission of that thing you do. They have a song at, at the end that's, that thing that's the Jigolo Ants, who's another great uh, power pop band. But yeah, a lot of people submitted that thing you do's for that movie, and they picked the Fountains of Wayne for good reason. It was perfect, you know, yeah. just Schlesinger. Any, and then they got that. Mike Viola to sing it. Right. Right. Mike Viola, Mike Viola from the Candy Butchers. Yeah. So again, more power pop. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it all it all yeah. just ties in. Totally. There, so yeah. that Fountains yeah. of Wayne album, uh, Utopia Parkway, is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Just he totally. was a great writer, man. Utopia yeah. Parkway sucks. Like the actual totally. Utopia Parkway. Right. Is, now is you're not making good. sense. It, yeah. It's not good. I think I saw Ringo like <laughs> panhandling on Utopia Parkway I playing it. Nah, he wasn't signing time. autographs, we know that. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Everything All right, we're running a little long on time here, and I know Jay has a that, hard stop. That was eight, uh, so. that was Pete Best. You were yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. not Ringo. What about Pete Worst? Um, <laughs> so we're gonna thank you guys for your submissions with this. We're gonna get to our last two segments here and let you guys go because I know that uh, you hate me, and Jay has to go pick up his son. So there's that. Oh, well, now I have to pick up my son, and I hate you. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you've always hated me. This is just. An, but an but after today, I think I hate oh, you yeah. a little bit more. Oh, <laughs> after you so ragged cute. on Ringo. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. It's all good. All I got to say is, it's, it's a Corvette, not a rocket ship. Inside joke. Uh, anyway, so we have our last two segments of the show, which we're going to go through really quickly here. One is called Discovered, which is where we pick a cover song that we like as much, if not more than the original. And then the second one is called this song sucks, which is basically great band shitty song. So we're going to go reverse order here. I'm going to start off and then we're going to go down uh, counterclockwise here. And I'm going to start with discovered and my cover. And I alluded to this last week because uh, we were talking about Montrose last week. Mm. So I went with, and this is a, uh, like a, like a bonus track that you can't find on an album, but I think you could find it. It's on Apple. It's on Apple music. Tesla did a cover of rock the nation and did an incredible version of rock the nation. I, I didn't know it was a mantra song at first. 
because I was like 20 when I first heard it. I'm like, what the hell? This song is awesome. Why isn't this on an album? And it's like, oh, it's a Montrose cover. Let me hear the Montrose cover. All right, well, the Montrose uh, original is, is, is pretty good. I love the Tesla version. Uh, not taking anything away from the Montrose version, but if you haven't heard it, check not. it out. It's really, really good. Right, Jim, uh, do you have a cover? Uh, yeah, I have a tie for covers. Um, Ooh. So I got two. Uh, the obvious one, and we, we did our own cover of it, is Blinded by the Light. Yes. Which is, I, I think, too. the greatest cover version of anything ever yeah. of all time because it's completely reimagined. And if you heard the Bruce Springsteen song, you go, how did you get this from that? Yeah. Yes. The genius of Manfred Mann uh, is right, right there in that song. And uh, you guys did that your cover with uh, with, with Mike Jeff and Scott, Jeff, Scott Jeff, Soto Jeff Scott Soto, Mike, Mike Portnoy, and, uh, and Darian, Darian um, Sahana, yeah. Sahanaja from uh, the Brian Wilson band, and Mike's daughter Portnoy, uh, Melody Portnoy. Hey, hey, he's there back. he is. He's a back. And we could have done it with we could have asked Dennis Smith. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Dennis Smith's grandma, because he was right. <laughs> well, Dennis Smith's piece. grandma, you know, she's know. really good at lead here. triangle, from what I understand. So. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I had yeah, blinded so by the my, light on there too. My but. other, my other, because I wanted to have two because that was too obvious. Uh, my other favorite cover is the ha- uh, Bangles version of Hazy Shade of Winter. I love that version from yeah. Lesson Zero Seven, but and not the also, single version, the full version where it's actually the whole song. Right? Susanna Hoffs has yeah. been a guest on Fuzzbubble stuff too. She but, has, and we couldn't and my be more grateful female for that. Voice ever. She's welcome Hoffs. back anytime. Yes. Yeah. To have to talk earlier about that, <laughs> <laughs> Jason. You are up, sir. You have a cover. Uh, I mean, there's like a million Dylan songs <laughs> that other yes. people have done better than Dylan, no. in my opinion. I no, know that's no, gonna... no, no, you and I were on the same wavelength. Now we've got right? a problem. Okay, well, I'm all right, <laughs> I'll leave that. Okay, Ringo sucks. Uh, <clears throat> The Bobby Fuller Four released a song called I Fought the Law. I think I like the Clash version better. I agree with you. That's a good call. I agree. I'm I'm going to avoid conflict. (laughs) Um, Because clearly the the ultimate topic issue is Ringo. So, yeah. I like the Clash's version of I Fought the Law. He doesn't want to get into any Clash. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, I don't want to get into it. We got you, Mark. We got you. Yeah, Mark, we got you. We got you, buddy. I don't know if he's got us, but we have him. You hear us? Can you hear us? Can you hear us, Mark? We're waving at you, Mark. Hi, Mark. <laughs> he's he's muted himself. Uh, unmute. Yeah, there you go. He's frozen again. Uh, Man. He's almost... Uh, no, he's moving a little bit. I don't know if that's like opt online. challenged over there. What's there on Long Island? I think it's called Altice now or something oh, silly. Oh, really? Yeah, it's some strange name. But maybe Mark will eventually hear us. I can't fucking we'll, hear you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can hear, <laughs> we can hear you, though. We hear, we hear you. We, we hear, hear you. you. We hear Speak, you. I know what to do. Speaking of Dylan. <laughs> Damn it. Uh-oh. No, 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 no. Oh, you got to hold the cards up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear you guys, though. Yeah. I don't fucking hear anything. I know. Trying to do a podcast in it. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know if the fuck is up. <laughs> All right, well, Mark can watch. Uh, and with the, he's, he's gone again. All right, Nick, you go. We're running out of time. All right. I, for Discovered, I picked 
Mike, you mentioned it earlier on that Jellyfish box set, their version of No Matter What by Badfinger. So good. Yeah, that's, that's Great live movie. version. See, we're Absolutely. not. We're still on the same. Don't. <laughs> yeah. You can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't knock Dylan, though. Don't sweat the small stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's Discover. But now we're on to This Song Sucks. Now, you guys have done this before, uh, but now there's an intro for this song sucks oh no you ready I've got and this five is minutes. this is power pop at its finest is, you guys yeah. are you guys need to best, take some notes this is now. your right, best 15 seconds you will ever live through ready here we go I actually love that. <laughs> I do. I like the monkey. Yeah, that was yeah. great. <laughs> Jimmy texted me that image the other day. I did. I texted him. Yeah. Hey, wait. Mark's back. Hey, hey there's Mark. There he Can, you Can, you Can you hear us? Can you hear us? I can't fucking hear you guys. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened. This is fucking terrible. <laughs> oh, oh, this show's just gone me, off the man. rails. I don't know what I'm doing. This show sucks. <laughs> hey, That's hey, I'm wait a minute. Ringo uh, sucks. Yeah. No, yeah. Ringo does not suck. Yeah. And Dil and to be clear, Dylan doesn't suck. I just like those other <laughs> settings. I'm trying to be back. <laughs> all right, can I give you my this song sucks? Because I made yes. that cut for time, and then you could get rid of me too. Yeah, it's all good. You can you can bolt after that. Okay, here's and then we'll deal with Mark and doing some sign language. Yeah, exactly. Uh. Great band, shitty song. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Kokomo by the Beach Boys. <laughs> Fantastic. I mean, I love the Beach Boys. Well done. Well done. <laughs> yeah, love Kokomo it. really just kind of sucks a big hairy like Really dick. bad. Like, I, uh... That's where I want to go. <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not feeling it. Oh, God. I'm not feeling it. John Stamos, Beach Boys. I, I'll tell you real quick. I was at a, the Jellyfish show that I saw Jim right, at. You guys got me? Yes. 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 Okay, I could find I don't know what the fuck happened. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we'll, we'll get so back to your pick in a second. Right now we're on something called This Song Sucks. All right. So, I, I, missed, I missed a lot, I'm sure, but go ahead. No, yeah, no, yeah. no. You didn't miss anything except bit, for the fact bit. that Jay finally admitted that Ringo sucks. It was okay. great. It was like such a come to Jesus moment. How did you get to do that? But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Look, and Jay's doing an impression of you. It's amazing. <laughs> no, I'm I just kidding. Mike, I, I think Mike is freezing everybody out. I don't know. Yes, on purpose, because I'm trying to sabotage my own show. <laughs> oh, well, God. Listen. All right. Yeah. Moving you don't on. Ha you don't have to stop the show on my account. But well, we're I have almost done at this point. But yeah, Nick, we're almost done. We have listen, we have three more picks, and then that's I know, it. So, but I'm gonna I'm picks. gonna go. I'm gonna let you guys finish it. Nick, yes. Happy birthday to your mother. Happy birthday to happy yours. Happy birthday to your mom. Thank you. Um, Dylan doesn't suck. Of course, no. Dylan doesn't suck. But I'm just saying. I, I usually like the covers better. Kokomo guess, sucks. I'm, I'm with the Kokomo man. does suck. Yes. And uh, it was great meeting you, Mick. What can I say that you'll allow to be replayed? There's Nothing. a long story behind the name Mick, so there's that. Thanks uh, for having us, Mark. Seeing you, man. Uh. 
I think I think he knows he's heard because he heard the paper you, gotcha. now. Have a good okay. night. Jay, Jay, I'll see you next. I'll see you, I'll see you at rehearsal. We got these other two guys still. I'll see yeah, you. Uh, yeah, I'll see you in about a month. Yeah. I'll see you at rehearsal Everybody next week. Everybody stay tuned. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. Yeah, stay tuned. Listen to these yes. guys. They're much more entertaining. <laughs> bye, you guys. Thank you, Jason, you, Jason. for joining us. Love you, bye. And then bye, there bye. were two. Salud. Oh, no, Jay's still here. Oh, no, wait. Now, now we can talk about him. Let's go. All right. Ringo doesn't suck. Jay does. No, Jay's a great drummer. <laughs> Um, Jim, I agree. What song uh, sucks? Okay, I'm glad Mark is here for this because he already knows what I'm gonna say. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Do, 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 really? Oh, I fucking on, hate that no, song. No, oh, no, 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 no. I disagree. No, I disagree. I, I disagree. No, uh, fucking no. Right. If you were fucking oh, when Kiss came out with that song, I was like, I was already done with them, but then I was really done with them. I, you know what All I right. was expecting you to say? Fuck like, you. Self Destroyer. Like, fuck like, you. What? I Mom, love I Great was, Expectations. Yeah, that's I great. Love yeah. Not, I was made for love. I was made for, I was made for love. You is a fucking great hit song. You Kiss. won't. You won't. You won't hear me f say anything by Kiss sucks. A buddy of mine always says Nick's not in the Kiss armies in Kiss ISIS. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, explain yourself. Go ahead. <laughs> that's that's exactly what it sounds what like to that? me. <laughs> it's a big fucking turd. Oh yeah. God, man, you. I just <laughs> fuck you. No, it's not their finest moment. No, but it's a. It's I a was made for loving you. Was that fit to smell it. my shit? <laughs> I get no, it. Gall McCartney I, I brings really up a just... good point. <laughs> the Kiss's best song, "Turn on the Night." Yeah, that's what we're talking I, about. Uh, you know, as a as a growing up at that time and being part of the disco sucks movement, to hear your favorite rock band do a sure, yeah. disco song was just like, I mean, I already checked. I checked out on them after Alive Two anyway, but I still like. I hear that song. I'm just like, man. That's the bathroom song. If I ever go see Kiss, that's the bathroom song. Yeah, but it's yeah, Anton Fig on drums, dude. I don't Anton care, Fig. Man. I don't yeah. care. Anton Fig did a lot better shit than that. <laughs> that's true. Like Rip It Out off the Ace yes. solo album. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> All right, no, wait. Now, now, Jim, let me, let me ask you this. Now, the last time you guys were on, I picked the song you guys railed me about. All right, and that was Gonna Raise Hell by Cheap Trick. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That song sucks. No, and, it and, doesn't. Yeah, it does. Uh, well, no, it, it no, only, I it only that sucks because I think it's, it's that, the worst it's song. So long. They could have chopped off like half of it. It's, yeah, it's a nine-minute long, long disco remix shit song. Right. And the thing I, is, I agree now, with you. I don't like that song. I don't like so, that song. But the thing is, like, you know, we give you shit about that. You gave me shit about that last time. So that's all I'm saying. I didn't because I hate that song, too. Actually. Okay. All right. Yeah. Jim and I agree on one thing. Yeah. One, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> the rest, yeah, no, I, I, it's, I don't even hate it so much. It's just like, it's nine minutes and it should be three. You yeah. Know? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes it's on three times as long. Got, I mean, Xander puts in great vocal performance on yep. it. Yep. But great screams fucking and end stuff. the goddamn yeah, yeah, yeah. song already. And the fact that they did it for the specific purpose of disco remixes are hot right now makes yeah. it a fucking turd on that record. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Just, you know. So I agree with you. Thank you. Uh, but all right. So your pick was I was made for loving you. Nobody agrees with you uh, except okay. yourself. 
but I guess that's all right as elder statesman. Um, I'd agree with you. I would agree with you guys, but then I would be wrong too. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, Mark, since you had technical difficulties, we missed your pick for Discover, where we talked about a cover song that we like as much, if not more, than the original. So let's get that pick from you too. So did you all have right. a cover song that you like as much? if not more than the original. So I'm going to go outside the box and not really stick to what the question is. Since I'm a big Van Halen fan, every fucking cover song that Van Halen did is better than the original, hands down. Uh, and yes. I know it's got nothing to do with power pop, but it's just because, you know, it's it's Van Halen. And But every Dancing Van in Halen the streets? song they did, they completely rewrote the yes. songs. I, I don't I, have to go on. I, I'm I mean, going to agree with you there. The only the only one that comes close that the original might be better is the original You Really Got Me. Because that song it came out in sixty four, like that had such a swagger to it. So that's the only close oh, yeah. one. Well that was innovative. That was well, I, I, might, I might disagree because I, I do love the Ronstadt version of You're No Good. No, it, I love the I Ronstadt love version too, but, but what Van Halen did to it, they completely, I mean, it doesn't even sound like the Linda Ronstadt version. It's like, it's their own, it's, they might as well be an original thing. song. Yeah. They you know were I mean? a great I, cover so, band. Everything Van no Halen doubt. did was just, so, you know, but I, I love the Linda Ronstadt song. I fucking love it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Big Bad but, Billy, um, Sweet William Now. Oh, that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Leon Redbone did a cover of that fucking great version. <laughs> I think me and Mike had a huge disagreement about secrets because oh one yeah, because I fucking despise that song. I love, I love oh, that. Song. I know you do. Well, whatever. And, and you, just because you're wrong doesn't mean I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, dude. But Look, so that, I that's love my, that's my cheesy outside the box uh, cover song better than the, the whatever I, that I missed or whatever. Um, no, hey, look. But I would counts. say your rough cut. It would make a good one. I mean, well, no, exactly, and that—that's what—that's where the rough cuts hide in. I, I think the rough cut version is better than the Choir Boys, but I want everyone to listen to the original Choir Boys for like version. Because it's also good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's right. it. Now that you picked your cover, yeah. Um, were you here for the intro? He wasn't here no. for the intro. No, I missed it. Oh, well. I missed a lot. We we have to, because we, we just love it so much. We need to play the intro for this get song ready, Mark. again. You ready? Again, right. 15 seconds of your life you'll either love or never get back again. One of the two. <laughs> And there you have it. Thank you. No, thank you for that. That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> I'm, cool. I'm glad to have it that 15 seconds again. It was <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I'm a shitty guitar player. I'm a shitty podcast host. I'm a decent guitar salesperson. <laughs> but, man, can I write 15 second, like, jingles like that? Yeah. All day oh, long. Oh, you wrote that. That <laughs> was pretty cool, man. I wrote yeah. and played and recorded that whole thing. That's all me. And that... Uh, <laughs> Is you with the end? No, that was all right. So that that's him Nick after a five pound burrito. Yeah, that's that's what's happening in the bathroom after I go to La Casa Garcia. <laughs> no, this is it's this, and it it's like some random like royalty free scream sound. It's this. <laughs> so 
good. Fucking funny, man. In the future, if you ever need anything, I could do that for you if you want. <laughs> Mark's great. At yeah, if you ever need anything, yeah, yeah. But that's good though. Yeah, at least you didn't pay anything for that. Yeah. No, I, I, I think yeah. I ripped it off of YouTube for free. Um, yep. kind of like I did your video. Uh, <laughs> which, by the way, if you go back, because this is going to live on YouTube. And yep. it'll always be there, which is great. But yep. if you go and you watch tomorrow on Facebook, this will live on Facebook, except for that three minutes and 35 seconds. They will take it out. Exactly. And yeah. And they'll be like, oh, this is copywritten material. Oh, you're not, like, yeah. Yeah. Really? Really? I'll give them a dollar. How, how does that? Zuckerberg. I'll yeah. buy them a beer. <laughs> like, let's can, can I do this? I just feel like going, you know, <laughs> every time that happens. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Anyway, uh, Mark, it is your turn for a song that sucks. Now, again, the rules are it's great band, shitty song. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know what made me think of this one. Maybe it came up on my iTunes or whatever, but I'm not the hugest Queen fan. I love all their stuff. Uh -oh. have all their records and stuff. So Queen is the band, and the song <laughs> is uh, I'm in love with my car. Oh, oh shit. no way. <laughs> Oh, I'm, you don't like that. No, no so, I, way. So, so for me, like I, I just, I, I can't. I, I'm not a fan of of Roger Taylor's voice. Any of the songs he does, like, any, I, I, I don't know if I'm the only guy. I just, I, I cannot. Nothing. It does nothing for me. So, point of reference. Last night, Roger Taylor performed "I'm in Love with My Car." <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm, no, I know. I'm sure he did. And I know Taylor. I know. I know Taylor Hawkins was a huge fan and stuff. Huge. But um, I, I, I just, I just can't. I'm not a big, you know, I and, love and it's his not voice. A, you know, it's just, I wish just, I, he's the high just, voice. It's, yeah. He's the high voice and all the, all that. Yeah. You know. But it's to me, he just, and his vocal and that high voice always just. Dude, you could have picked something from Hot Space. Yes. Yeah, so that whole thing is a turd. It's kind of, I, I, I never, I, I'm not a fan of it. Like I said, I'm not a huge Queen fan. It's just like, I, I'm, I'm a rocker. Like I, I love Queen. But any of the rock, any of his singing, say, like, and I love my car. Fuck that. Have a cigar, or whatever. Fuck another one. Fucking skip. <laughs> yeah. Just go it's, with Hot Space because it's worse than all. That album is worse than any. Well, that was the the disco too. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah terrible, yeah. terrible. I mean, that's. Yeah, I don't awful. know why I picked that one. It's just uh, it came up, and I, I but I, I fucking. I mean, I, I, I you know. Yeah. <laughs> Out of here. Oh, yeah. Yep. Fair enough. It goes on the list. And by yeah. the way, that list for anybody watching can be found on Spotify yep. and it'll be in it's the just links my here. Shitty ass opinion, that's all. You know, yeah. yeah, that's that's why I put the disclaimer at the beginning. These exactly. are all just opinions. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, opinions. for KISS. Kiss set the bar so high, so when they put out "I Was Made for Love" and you, it just oh yeah, no, I, I, I get oh, I it, know. especially where you were at the point in your life hearing that you were like, "Fuck this, man!" You know, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, not having this today. Thank I you. I thought you I, you were gonna say that they set the bar high for shitty songs because they have a lot. Here, here we go. Well, they got here we go. in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, in the eighties. Like, up the 80s, until you, you could compile the greatest hits of shit. Alive yeah. too, pretty much all of it was pretty great. Yes. Yes. Yep. And By the way, the I got—I finally got a copy of Kiss the Originals. Oh, me too. I know. I did too. I've had idea. one for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I know. I'm Mark Mike's kind of the new really guy. mint copy of it. I'm like, I'll take it if you don't want. He's like, yeah, really? oh, I don't know. I might keep it. I was like, yeah, you it should. It was 30 bucks. It didn't have any of the stuff, but it, it was in good oh. condition. Yeah. Now, I got, I got a, a Japanese press, and it's in really good condition with the cards Uncut. Oh, it's not one of those sticker. weird bootleg ones, though, is no. it? It's, oh, how, how much did yeah. you pay for it, Mike? Buck and a quarter. 
Yes. That's what I paid for mine, and the spine yeah. is shredded, but everything yeah. else is good. No, Records Nick, Nick saw it. I mean, mine is pretty clean, yeah. apart from a couple of scuffs on the cover. Like, the spine is in decent condition. Decent. Not great, but decent yeah. condition. Awesome. All the inners are great. Uh, it's got the, the booklet. It's got you know all the, the, sticker. Uh, the sticker. The sticker. It's got everything. Plus, since it's Japanese, it has the, the lyric booklet in Japanese and in English. Oh, so, wow. Which is a Very really cool. cool thing. The only thing it didn't come with was the obi. The OB, you know, the, yeah, on ask. the top that's the only thing a lot of those are missing it uh and what i found out recently is that a lot of those just get copied and bootlegged anyway like the obis aren't the original so right. um so it sort of is what it is but anyway nick what song sucks my friend all right i i tried to stick into the power pop theme just uh just because that's what we were focused on so one of the great power pop artists ever i think is todd rudgren um well, i'm with you i already know what you're gonna say yep one of my most hated songs ever i bang on the drum all day i hate that song <laughs> i don't know that's a great great pick i don't know how a guy that great can write such a terrible song <sighs> yeah yeah but every friday happy hour on a zoo fm oh, station they play B-A-B. it <laughs> happy hour bab z100 all of them yeah it's How awful. did the guy who wrote Hello, It's Me come up with that fucking pile of crap? <laughs> and he sold a lot of them, but good And grief. sadly, more people probably know of Bang on Your Drum, but, you know, but yeah. it's, 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 it's money. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I can't express how much I fucking hate that. Yeah, I hate that fucking song. I, I agree. Would, if I God. thought of it, it would have been my pick because <laughs> that's a far worse song than I'll be made. You I was you made for loving the, you. You win the, the worst pick. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah. You got it. Thank you. Thank Great you. Great one. Yep. So for me, uh, yeah. Patrick Middlestat mentioned earlier, he was asking about Megadeth. Like, hey, has anybody, you know, listened to the new Megadeth album, which I, I actually opened live on air uh, last week just to prove what the difference good. between mint and near mint is. <laughs> and just by <laughs> cutting open the top, well, now it's near mint. It's no longer <laughs> mint. So anyway, I have not listened to the new album, but my This Song Sucks pick goes right to the heart of Megadeth. And that's the song Crush Em. That song is so just commercially awful. <laughs> what album is that on? It's on like Cryptic Writings, I think. Uh, and they, they remixed uh, it for a single for like WCW or something, one of those things. And it's just bad. Um, is it as bad as Hello, Me, It's Me Again? No. That's, Sweating yeah, Bullets is good. Hate that's that. horrible. <laughs> fucking hate that I song. like Sweating Bullets. Ugh. And by uh, the way, horrible. that album is available on uh, MoFi. Uh, shitting <laughs> yeah. bullets. Oh, so. Shitting oh. bullets. Shitting bullets. <laughs> that's what happens after you go to La Casa Garcia. <laughs> Hello, me. It's me again. What happens oh is God. you go to La Casa Garcia, you get a five-pound burrito, you start shitting bullets, and then... <laughs> 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 that's no, then what that happens. That stupid song comes on. Yeah. yeah. Why do you oh. hate that song so much? Oh, can I... It's can... so dumb. Can I uh, just add a couple of things since I, I was yeah. out of the picture and stuff? Sure. As far as covers. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, a, and a couple of the power pop songs that you, I'm sure you guys know, but maybe the listeners don't know. Um, for cover songs that are better than the original, New York Groove, Ace Freely. Yes. Yeah. And if yes. anyone hasn't heard the Hello version, um, that record, great. I think it came Fantastic. out in 76. Russ Ballard wrote that song. Yeah. But that record has a, a, lot, of, a lot of cool it's a, it's a great glitter, great, great pop glitter power pop yeah, yeah. yes great great, great great stuff yeah hello i think they were a british band because rush yeah, Ballard was, yeah. was yeah 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 
But um, and Ace Frehley's version, of, of course, is better. But they, but the original is just so yeah. fucking cool to listen to because it's like, oh my god, you know, yeah. It's almost as good as the Ace version. It's, he didn't better it by much, but yeah, yeah. no, it's 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 great. Yeah, now there's great, like great Ace band, swagger though. though. Like there's that Ace yeah, swagger it's got the on Ace it. Freely, it's just, you the, know. the dopey yeah. Ace voice. It's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and here I am. And and as far as other power pop songs and stuff, that that not not that there were power pop records, but um, I know, Jimmy, you, you were, were talking about these guys not too long ago. Um, the the first two Piper records with Billy Squire. Mm. So great the song stuff. "Who's Your Boyfriend" is Who's fucking boyfriend? Well, that it's first nineteen seventy six record is is it's insane. Great. I think he yeah. redid it on Taylor the tape. Um, Who's your boyfriend? Off or Piper is just ultimate power pop. It's just such a fucking great song. I I'm, I know you guys know Piper it. It was a cool band. Yep. And yeah, you know, uh, I'm I'm gonna throw up, a, not a power pop band per se, but a great power pop song, uh, "Cherry" by Stars. You stars. Guys know stars? Yeah. I know Stars. Cherry yeah. was a very great power pop song. They they were more of a hard rock Kiss type of band, but yeah, I have to check uh, it. Yeah. And my, I, I, I don't know if any Michael Lee Smith, the singer. Yeah, I'm friends with him on Facebook, and he's fucking hilarious. He's really freaking cool. cool. He's like, he's in the hospital right now, and so I hope he gets better from whatever happened to him. Um, but he's re- he posts the funniest fucking memes on Facebook. He's a really funny guy. He lives in uh, El Monte, California, of all places, but uh, nice no, uh, around that area. But and he's a process server. So like when you know when you get you know you've been served he's one of those guys you wow. got served yeah cool. basically yeah he's funny as hell though <laughs> Michael E Smith if you're out there shout out brother cool hope you're doing can okay. I throw out another song yeah you go ahead man anybody here of the band White Reaper no no Do, write this down yeah, writing White it Reaper down <laughs> and look up the song look up the song called Judy French White Reaper what are they Judy what era French? are they from they're they're within the past ten years. Yeah, they're a okay. newer band. Oh, okay. Judy but your French. head's gonna explode when you hear this fucking song. It's wow. it's so fucking power pop and great. Yeah, uh-huh. a buddy of mine told me about them. They have a couple records out there. More recent, White Reaper. The song's called Judy French. Fucking great. Just great oh, power yeah, pop. Check them song. out. I you know where they're down. from? What's any that? Idea where any idea? Yeah, where I never from, researched or? and looked where, looked where they're from, but they they got videos and stuff. There's a video for the for the song oh, that cool. I mentioned. Yeah, but check are them you out. Got, yeah. Either you guys, Nick or Mike, are you guys the Sloan fans at all? No, I'm not familiar. Sloan is Nick. Oh my god, so good. Nick, go look up Sloan. They're, all right, fuck, they're so good. I'm yeah. putting They've it on been my list for, since 1990. Yep. Okay. Records every other from Canada. They're amazing. Nick and yeah, yeah. Great, power great, great pop band. band. All of them fucking sing and write. Right, they, they all sing. They switch instruments when they, they switch play. Like the drummer great. will come out and play guitar and sing. The singer will go back and you know they they switch instruments. They're a great, yeah. great band. They all have cool yeah. voices. They all it's they just got, yeah, they're, they're, they're Beatle like indie rock, but Beatle and yep. they're very cool. Yeah. Anybody slow. who's still watching this is getting schooled, which is <laughs> awesome. It's a lot of great power pop, and this there almost is. too much. It's like yeah. surf music. There's so many amazing surf bands. Yeah. There's as many power pop bands. Just like Mike, every corner of the world has a great one. Mike, we have to. This is, might be a moment in history. Okay, you and I didn't know who Sloan was, but Gall McCartney is familiar with their work, and we don't know Money about City it. Maniac is a jam. Yeah, Money City. Oh, that's like my favorite Sloan song. 
Wow. It's like a- if ACDC did Power Pop. Fucking amazing. Thank you. Wow. Paul McCartney. And <laughs> Sloan Paul 14. McCartney. Uh, so, yeah, and that album, Navy Blues, is a great record. Um, yeah, man. Look up Sloan. You'll have... You'll be busy for weeks. So Sweet. Cool. I love that. They sold four nights out. They did have a live album from Massey Hall in Canada. It was like they sold out like three nights at Massey Hall. Wow. It's so funny that like album. there's these regional bands like that that we never hear of that are so popular in their home country. Well, you but they uh, just can't make it somewhere else. It's just weird. A band well, that they, I put they on tour, my you know, but they do tour. A band I put on my list that that is based in the UK, which I know they 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 can be a straightforward rock band, but their first couple of records are power pop records, in my opinion. The Wild Hearts. Are you guys oh, familiar yeah. with the Wild, yes, the Wild Hearts? Yes, the Wild Hearts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the that first Earth versus the Wild Hearts. That record is is front to back killer. Very uh, punky punky pop uh, punky pop power pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but they got the heavy hooks for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna throw this out and see, Mike, Nick, you. I hope you guys know who these these guys are, uh, the Merrymakers. Yeah, I'm. For, well, I it wasn't Tim. And, wasn't Andy Tim Sturmer Smith. produced yeah. their record. Andy Sturmer produced their record and yeah. wrote a song and sang on, played drums on it. Oh, you got to get it. Bubble Gun, it's called. Okay. Really? Incredible Bubble record. Gun. Yeah. Okay. Andy right Sturmer is all over, and they sound. That's the closest thing to Jellyfish that is in Jellyfish. Wow! Really? Is the Merrymakers Bubblegum record? Absolutely. All right, I'm in. Nice. I'm in I'm immediately. In. And David Muir is an amazing song. He's got solo records out. He's from uh, Sweden, I believe. But Andy Sturmer produced it right after Jellyfish. He produced that Bubblegum record, and it is as almost as incredible as a Jellyfish record. That's saying a lot. It's saying it, and yeah. it's true. Wow. What about the outfield? You guys ever hear of the outfield? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not like a huge fan of them. Uh, I was kidding. <laughs> well, look, I think I think Nick lost his crown. He yes. was the king, but now he's the Joker. Well, I knew. Which, I which by the way, Nick the is the the biggest Steve Miller fan you will ever meet. No, that's Nick. It, no, loves I fucking Steve hate Miller. Steve Miller. I fucking hate Steve Miller with a passion. I love Steve Miller. Oh no, come on. Fly like an eagle, man. Come on. Too hippy drippy for him, I guess. Yeah, right. just, he sends me fucking TikToks of him singing the Joker and just like so awful. Because like, everybody wait. sends it to me. Three people sent me that video, and I responded to all of them, and because I said, I already, I already saw this garbage. You don't like Take the Money and Run? No, can't Three stand it. genius song. Oh, no. Yeah. I hate... No, we've talked about this song before. I hate how they clap after every time he says Texas. Yeah. And I hate, I hate the lyric. They know exactly what the facts is. <laughs> what a terrible lyric. And then I, then I, we, we did a whole episode of covers, like we did like the ultimate cover roundup, and turns out that uh, was it Jet Airliner or whatever that song is. Yep, it, is a cover. Yeah, and uh, he's like, "Well, did who was the idiot that wrote the? Who wrote that stupid riff? Was that Steve Miller? Was that the original? Like, dude, just calm down." I hate Steve Miller. I, I like Steve he Miller. He does. Okay, we, we disagree on one thing. <laughs> right, That's one, it. One more, one more band I'm going to bring up. I hope everyone knows of them. Uh, the Biters. Uh, from Atlanta? The Biters, yeah. Yes, from Atlanta. Yes, yeah, they're yep. great. Three records, amazing. Very uh, oh. poppy, Thin Lizzy-ish, raw, just but great stuff. All three yes. records are amazing. 
very different than the pillow biters, which is a whole different. <laughs> Never heard of those. Guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a whole different thing. That's a whole so other market. I, think. I have yeah, a question yeah, for yeah. for Nick. Did you acquire the Reverend Guitar Company? No, no, we're just stocking their guitars. It's oh, yeah. deep-rooted history in Detroit. They've had one store in our area that they've been the only people selling the guitars for 25 cool years. Guitars. Yes. I like yes. the guy in Fu Manchu uh, has a model. Cool. Yeah, Bob Bulk. Yeah. Yes, we got one of those in. Fantastic wow. guitar. How much do they retail for, those? those uh, ten ninety nine, maybe? Okay, they're cool it's, guitars. Man. Yeah, somewhere in that range. Yeah, Nick will sell you one. Yeah, I'll sell you one. <laughs> I'll hook you up. I have like 500 guitars, man. <laughs> we all do. Can never yeah. have enough guitars. I exactly. Know. Very true. It's, it's true. I know. How right, many so... Frankensteins do you have, Mark? I have a lot. He's got like really? Frankensteins. Dude. I have so many Van Halen guitars in this apartment. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Getting the 78 eruption that's coming out? It's too much money. Yeah, I, I can't. How much do they We're... want for it? Like um, three grand or something. No, yeah, no, it's, it's not it's, that. It's, no, it's not that high. It's like uh, I think it's. I think it, they're eighteen hundred. Oh, so it's Mexican. I think it's a little more, yeah, it's just. I have the one that um that EVH put out with the floor. You know, it's like I have one. You know, it's. He makes his own Frankenstein's. Oh, he wow, you do it the real deal. Them. Okay. And paints them. Yeah. Yeah, but I, yeah, but but the ones that they put out are great too. I'm I'm a, a Van Halen you're, nerd. You're you're on you're on the screen here with a a black belt level Van Halen fanatic. Well, yeah. when we do the Van Halen roundup, which we will, Mark is going to come back on with us. I'm going to invite you, Mark. You Mark, let me ask you this because this is a, this has been talked about on multiple episodes. What's your feelings on Van Halen dreams? Oh, um. I mean, it's a great pop song. It's a great pop uh, song. I like it. It's a complete different band. You know, they were a different band. So I'm just I mean, going to get I, some I like popcorn and watch you know. this happen. Okay. I picked it as a this song sucks. Yeah, no, I think I saw something on that. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, it's it's a complete 180 from the other stuff. But yet that would, they were a different band. So yeah, Nick I got agree. into a shouting match with our last yeah, I mean, about that song. <laughs> yeah, me and the me and the guy well, one of the guys from Yachtly Crew got in a full throwdown argument about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean I yeah. I'm not gonna get you know there may or may not have been alcohol involved. <laughs> right, yes. right, right. So but, I got a question for you guys. What was your feel how is your feeling on uh, Wolfgang playing Van Halen? Phenomenal. Yeah, I thought I it was great too. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I mean, I just watching him at Wembley was one thing. Watching him on TV, seeing it live, yeah, how was, was like, that? oh my god! I didn't know yep. he could do that because he keeps saying, "I'm not my dad. I'm not my dad." I know, but so just listen. So I'm friends. Um, um, my, my buddy Mike Luso. So I don't know if he's gonna watch this and stuff. I play. I play uh, in his son's band, Mickey uh, Mickey Licks. So Mike Luso, he's a guitar guy. I've known him forever. He was helping me out with fuzz bubble stuff back in the day. He's friends with this guy. Um, Tommy from the Music Zoo. It's the biggest uh, uh, music store on Long Island. Tommy is my bro. Uh, you know Tommy. Okay. He's one so of my Tommy's, accounts. <laughs> so Tommy is tight with uh, Matt Brock, who was Eddie's, yep. Eddie's, he was Eddie's assistant forever. Yeah. Matt Brock is obviously with Wolfgang and um, Tommy, you know, heard from Matt Brock that Wolfgang was, was practicing and rehearsing that shit all fucking summer long to nail it and the fuck and he, he, he nailed, did I mean, it was like he played half a teacher better than eddie ever played half a teacher yeah he like, ripped it yeah yeah he like, i mean better than eddie ever played you know so 
I, that's you know, that's it's, it's blood. Lot. So you know, but he rehearsed the shit out of it as per what Tommy said because he talks to Matt and stuff. You know, it's funny. So. I could rehearse that for ten years and I would never come close. To him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, he did it, it. I mean, so that's well, blood, man. man. He's a fucking Van Halen. You know, yeah. And he, he, he really proved right there that he is a Van Halen. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you know, yep. he, all he kept downplaying his liability. Like, I'm not my dad. I'm not my dad. It's like. Yeah. Fucking hey, man. I think he waited for that moment to like spring that on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that was pretty incredible, man. Yeah, yeah we were playing that the Wembley live cast in the store as it was happening, and everybody that was in the store, because that was a Saturday afternoon that was on. Stopped, right? Everybody yeah. stopped and was staring at the TV, and they were like, is that seriously Wolfgang? And we're like, apparently it is. Yeah. He was fucking well, killing they, it. When they started okay. it, and they said Wolfgang Van Hill, and they started the drum intro, I'm like, they're not, he's not going to fuck he's gonna do it man yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't really think I thought it was like I didn't think he was gonna play his dad's stuff yeah. I thought he was yeah. gonna do something what, but not what, that I mean and, he's, and he says he's. I don't think he's gonna do it after this he's not gonna do it because he just doesn't wanna he, he says he's never gonna play Van Halen song but the only reason why I think he did it because Taylor was such a fan and he did it for his dad so yep. it was for the I'm both glad, of them I'm glad he did it man because yeah, it, no, it, was for the it really them. was he, such he, a nice he, surprise it's, it's obvious in his Instagram posts and Twitters and stuff he did it for the both of them yeah. you know, yep. you know people I, I say... will add that the Taylor's kid I'm just gonna say this right now I think he took all his drum cues from Dave Grohl, not from Taylor. That's what yeah, we've, Mike we've been said too. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so, as soon as I saw him play my hero, I'm like, he plays it like Grohl. Because yeah. I always thought Taylor, Taylor didn't play like Grohl. He didn't hit no. hard like Grohl. Yeah. His kid plays like Dave Grohl. I couldn't believe it. That was pretty fascinating. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. with, with going getting back to Wolfgang, everybody says, you know, you have your little bit of your, you know, your your father in you and. And what have you it looks like he ate his father but uh, just again he had to you had to bring that that one around again yeah i did it was good but look at gall mccartney's coming nobody's acknowledging this maybe, maybe they'll bring, bring back, back gary sharon if we're lucky if we're we, lucky no, I, hope, I hope we get another like, extreme record fuck that you know yeah <laughs> no i want a re-release of van halen three. Oh no <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that record. It's really yeah, and, and you shouldn't. Nice extreme record, you know. That's how I want to hear Gary. That's or bring back a, what was it, Mitch? Uh, Mitch, uh, whatever his name is, Mitch Malloy. Mitch yeah. Malloy. When, when was he in? Was that after Gary Sharon? It was like in between. It was in like, between or some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, and it Hard. never happened. He's like a horrible karaoke singer, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he's like singing for like Great White or somebody now. Like some, could be. Yeah. Somebody, I forget who we saying. These guys make for, the rounds. They get the gigs. They know. do. Yep. They, all they need they to have is long hair. Yep. Um, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of, I have none. But that's besides the point. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We've gone way over what I intended, but it's cool because it's always fun to talk to you guys. Thank you so much for coming on again. Hell yeah, uh, man. Let's do, some, let's do some plugs. Let's talk about the show dates again. November 18th at Lucy's in Pleasantville. With Superhero, tickets are still available, but they're going. And with November 19th at the Paramount, my hometown in Huntington, Long Island, uh, with Last in Line and the Mighty Zebra. Yeah. Not and sold Mark. out, unfortunately, but maybe there'll be some tickets come available. There you go. And Mark, your date's with uh, Mr. Donnie V. Um. Oh, God. I don't have a calendar. for. I believe it's October 15th, October Saturday, October 15th. and it's going to be at the... Um, the Patchogue Theater opening for Warren. I'll be playing with 
Donnie, the lead singer of Enough, the lead ex-singer of Enough's Enough. And who's in Warrant now? It's Warrant is the original band minus Janie. Yeah, I, with, I, uh, I think Robert name, Mason's the singer. Mason, yeah. yes, thank you. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's the original Warrant band, which is kind of cool, I guess. Um, yeah, great band, great songs. Yeah. Yes. You talk about pop. That was... That oh was, fuck yeah! That was real pop there in the late eighties, early nineties. Those first yeah. couple records are great. Yeah. Uncle Tom's Cabin and all that. That's that's, yeah. that's my favorite song of the hair metal genre, if you even want to call them hair metal. But that era, you know, yeah. Uncle Tom's Cabin is yeah. a fucking jam. Yeah, great stuff. You know, when I first heard Warrant, just a little quick story. I heard it on Fingers Metal Shop, which was on WBAB on Sunday nights yep. in Long Island, one hundred two point three FM, and he played "Dirty Rotten Filthy Stinking Rich." the song which right. in and of itself is kind of a heavy tune and i was in the right. like metal at the time I'm like all right these guys can it's kind of like got a hooky chorus and this rest of the song's pretty heavy like good guitar players you'll get that album and then i'm like listening to down boys and I'm like, oh, <laughs> that video with them doing the football plays in it is just like oh, so awful <laughs> they got yeah, mike, better, mike though, i, see, I seen warren open up for paul stanley at showcase in comac Oh my God! In fe uh, February of 1988, it was right before the album <laughs> broke. I had the promo copy of the record. Um, it went fucking place was packed because it was Paul Stanley solo. But they opened up. It was fucking crazy. Yeah. Now, how many? How many? How many people did that hold? It was. I mean, you were there. I mean, everyone was there. It was a yeah. fucking long. It, I don't know. It was like a long corridor. It was a long card. Like a thousand people probably. Yeah. In there. Fucking tiny. A thousand yeah. people. But you yeah. add right Gene Simmons Warren to it, broke. and then it's like. 35 billion people will go yeah. it's kind of weird right, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know speaking of speaking of i'm chastising gene simmons he was listed as supposed he was supposed to be at the taylor hawkins thing yesterday he wasn't there fuck you gene just fuck you <laughs> oh shit because right, i was Mike, like that's it for cover to cover i'll be owning that now Next time we do a podcast, I'll tell my Gene Simmons story. That you, that oh, he's got a classic. Oh, no. Well, tell tell it, it now. Tell, it, tell now. it now. We're here. Why not? Let's, do you want to do it? Yeah. Oh, so All right. Great. So it, it had a bit. I think it was like 19. It was like 1998. It we was just me and album. Jimmy. We were driving into Hollywood. It was, I think it was on Vine. It was right around the corner from where the Star Wars you know, in, in Hollywood. And it was early in the morning. So me and Jimmy, we were going to Canoga Park to Rumbo to do um uh, back and vocal, whatever we were just you know overdubs and stuff <laughs> just me and jimmy early in the morning i at the time i had a like a, a bag and i kept the whole shit in there and stuff and i had a camera with you know with it was a camera with always film because i just would always just have i you know to pop a picture with somebody yeah so i had the bag and jimmy pulls up to a bank with the you know where you take bank out money America. and stuff and bank of america and all of a sudden I see, I see gene he's got the blue shirt the black pants the hat and i'm like holy shit that's the denim gene. shirt you know, and we saw and the back of him and he's like that looks like gene holy shit that's gene yeah yeah so like oh my god so we get out and he's taking money out of whatever this you know the bank thing so he and i'm kind of running up to him fast you know like i'm like holy oh, shit, shit i gotta fucking say hi to him maybe you get a picture with him you know so, um, and I do that. So he finishes what he's doing. He's walking and I kind of around run the corner, fast. goes around the corner. Mark chases, pulls him. around the corner. I'm kind of running kind of not, you know, but I'm like running up Light to him and, I and I'm all excited. And I, I go to stop him. Now, Jimmy's like, kind of like maybe, I don't know, like 20, 20 feet 30, back or something. He's 20, 30. So he's seeing the whole thing. 
So I go, I'm like, gee, gee. Like, I go to approach him, and he, he come, he he turns around, and he and the, he the first thing he says, and he's fucking gigantic. He and the first thing he says is, my first. He's like, whoa, my first no. instinct. He's like, my first instinct is to strike. And he does like, he a, like a karate. And he actually does, he gets up and he does a karate kick. He's like, my first thing. He's like, and, and then and then and I'm just like, so I'm looking up to him. I got the bag in my hand, and I'm just, I just, and I'm, my jaw is open. And he's like, you don't go running up to a person after they've taken money out. And he's like, you. Do, and I'm just like, I'm my melting. first instinct is to strike. But yeah, my, <laughs> and that's literally what he. And he, and and I'm just melting. And I'm just, all I wanted was a fucking picture and just to tell him what a fucking big fan I was. That's all. You know, like, and, and then and then and that's how it ended. He just kind of Marcos and he just shook shake his, his head hand. and walked he away. And I was just like, just with the bag in my hand. And Jimmy's like looking behind me, like in the back, at, like, you know. And I was just like, oh my god. Any shred I had of respect for him. Oh my God. completely vanished in that moment. Yep. No, and then, I, and then I, the I funny did. thing is with the whole strike thing. So we go back to this. So we go to the <laughs> studio with Mike Clink. I tell we tell Mike. I told everyone the story because I'm like fucking. I was just like, he was I, so I, I, was just, I was. I was just horrified. I was just like, oh my God! I fucking got yelled at by Gene. Sin, you know. So I, told, <laughs> I told Mike. I told Mike Clink the story. So Mike Clink is like, he's like, oh yeah, that's funny. He, he knows everybody. So Mike Clink is like, oh, my wife does kickboxing classes with him. <laughs> so, you know, so it makes, you know, he's like, oh, that's, he's, he's like, and he's like, she, you know, he's there at the kickboxing. He's like, he hits on all the girls and he flirts, but he's like, he's in my wife's kickboxing class. I'm like, that fucking makes perfect sense because, you know, he's like, my first instinct, that, and that's legitimate quotes. My first instinct is to strike. Strike. <laughs> You know, Mark, if you had approached me in a very different manner and yeah. given me $50, I would have been more than happy to be gracious to you. Exactly. But instead, you approached no. me. Or, and or I knew, had I been a chick with fucking tits popping out and fucking blonde, you know, it would have been a that different goes story. That's an amazing saying. Gene Simmons impersonation, I gotta say. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah, must yeah. say, if you did have large breasts, money would not have to change hands but bodily fluids but would that's it. Yeah, yeah. now at the same time as to thy oneself me, be true you, as yeah. you were charging me i had to break out my kiss jitsu which is <laughs> exactly. a special Cop kiss dojo kiss <laughs> yeah copyrighted with a k yes copyright kiss jitsu $49.99 monthly lessons kissonline.com yeah I got to tell you, man, I vividly remember this whole thing. Oh, yeah, I, forgot you so many things. I was running. So Jimmy's like, I love Jimmy in the dust. We so pulled up because I need to get money out of the ATM. Now, keep in mind, Gene, that you can only take out $300 from the ATM. Right. This just goes to show you how fucking cheap he is. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He was like, no, you he don't walk up to someone when they've been at an ATM my first instinct is to strike. He always yeah. loves to give the life lesson, like he was giving Mark some real intense no, life thing there. He, I, he, I felt like I was being scolded by like my, my dad or something. Like, you know, like, my dad Your dad's like, way cooler than that. He would never do that. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, exactly. And it was lucky. And he had the, like point in the finger like this. I was just like, I mean, I, I was hum fucking humiliated. The best fucking, fucking Gene, Gene Simmons Sims, story yeah. ever. Oh Every God. time I, people talk about that, I tell them that story because yeah, it's no, like, I mean, yeah, I so ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, Jim Freaks and stuff. Everyone <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Oh my god, yeah. that's awesome. That's fantastic. Well, that's a good note to go out on. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, what I what yeah. I will say here is, uh, wait, we have to we have to do this the right way. Where is it? Where is it? 
That's our background music, our outro music, which I wrote and recorded myself. To say, I love it. It's a it's a good not power pop jingle. Um, but again, thank you all for watching Cover to Covered. My name is Mike Venezia. That is Nick Morocco. Nick, what store do you own? Rock City Music Company. Where can we find you? Uh, RockCityMusicCo.com. Or if you're local to the Detroit area, Five Detroit Mile and Farmington. Exactly. You got it. In yeah. Livonia. And thank you to Fuzzbubble. Jason's not here anymore. We can talk about him later. Uh, Ringo still sucks. No, he Mark, doesn't. Jim, no, he doesn't. thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck in the shows. And uh, Thanks, may you do something on the West Coast so I can come see you guys, which would be super killer. Awesome. Play the Troubadour. That'd be fun. Why not? Why not? Sounds great. I'm in. I'm in. Canyon. Any club. Whatever. Canyon, Mountain, Hill. I, I don't care. You know, just pick a club. The forum. The forum. Yeah, do the forum. That'd be great. <laughs> we get open for kiss. Just don't run up to him after he put the ATM machine. Make sure you hit like and subscribe, people. Thank you so much. Take care, everyone. Thank you.